Good day, good day, good day to all. Good day to all. Yes, this is Codename Agents of Chaos. This is episode eight. Episode eight in the building. I want to thank everybody that's been showing us love and support on the podcast, whether it's from the website or from Apple Podcasts, where it's available. I want to take this opportunity to also shout out Genius Radio and Chemist Digital, Chemist.net, and Kenneth Monka for their continued support for um, Agents of Chaos and getting the podcast to the masses. With us today is, of course, my co-host, Lord Leonard Barouge. <laughs> Speak your mind and free your soul. Speak your mind and free your flipping soul, eh? <laughs> so, with us today, we have three special guests with us. I'm so happy to have them with us today. First, we have Mr. LaVar Stewart, Olympic-level boxer and trainer. Was able to represent, is it both the Bahamas and Cuba, sir? Uh, to an extent in Cuba, but more of the Bahamas. More of the Bahamas, uh, all right. And Botswana, Botswana as well. And Botswana as well. So we have Mr. LeVar Stewart with us today. On the phone, we have Dr. Kent Bazard, the um, president of the Bahamas Martial Art Association and the founder of the Bahamas Open Martial Art Championships and Bomac Cage Fights. Uh, Brother Kent, say hi to the people for me. Thomas, how you doing? Happy to be here. All right. And then joining us all the way from Dallas, Texas, our first international guest. All right. We have Brother Scott Groff, um, who also is a Bahamian citizen and um, is a fight commentator for XKO Fights there in Dallas. My brother from another mother. Brother Scott, say hi to the people for me. Good afternoon, good afternoon. All right. So today's topic, we are talking about um, combat sports, fighting in the Bahamas, where it is, what's the current status of it, and what are some of the challenges that we are facing, and hopefully how we can fix some of these issues that we are facing. And I think that we're going to find some commonality um, between the different sports, the different combat sports, and we're going to find some common ground as to what we're dealing with and how we're going to move forward in the future. The first question I want to ask to everyone, and I want to start with you, Lavar. Yes, sir. When it comes to combat sports in the country, where do you see us? I know you're coming from the boxing side. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, I mean, I've, I've witnessed all, most combat sports here, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, in boxing, we are pretty much at this point dead. We have no, um, we have no foundation level. We have nothing. No pro. They have sort of programs, but I think mm-hmm. no, all the programs have been defunct. Even like those after school programs mm-hmm. they had together by the, the government help and whatnot. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, everything has been defunct. So at this point, I don't think we're anywhere. We don't have a. I don't even know. If, we have a pro board apparently. Mm-hmm. And we have a president, mm-hmm. but I don't believe that. Um, they're in action in any form. When's the last time we had a show? Boy. And when's the last time we had a show of note? I mean, you say that, that's way back, <laughs> that's way back yeah. So, uh, I think, yeah, boxing right now, uh, the state of boxing right now in Bahamas is pretty much uh, done. It's dead. Done? You have a couple outliers um, in the pro and in the amateurs who 
um, because of their mm-hmm. background. Some of them spent time with me as well in Cuba. So you have Reno Johnson, you mm-hmm. have Carl Hill, mm-hmm. um, you have Rasheel Williams coming up. Mm-hmm. You have a couple of those. You have Amron Sands as well. But he he never came to Cuba. But uh, oh, yeah, I think he came once. Mm-hmm. But um, you have those outliers who they are independent more so. But okay. the state of our boxing mm-hmm. um, development is not is non-existent. Okay. Um, let's throw it to you, Brother Kent. Um, from your standpoint, when it comes to martial arts in the Bahamas, where where are we? What state are we in right now? Uh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of depends on uh, what exactly you're referring to. Now, let me say that we've grown... I would say pretty much exponentially from the time when I was a kid studying mm-hmm. uh, martial arts and the guy saw Randy Johnson mm-hmm. in four wins. But um, a lot has changed. Now, where we are right now, I think one of the most popular opinions is that we're not as together as we need to be. Mm-hmm. We're not as organized as we should be. Mm-hmm. Even though there have been some movements to change that. And mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of, you know, uh, martial arts instructors are coming together, whether it is um, in a small way or a big way, to try to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for our group, we've made some strides in that we've stepped out as... My goal when I started at Empire Mixed Martial Arts was to produce two... was to produce uh, pro fighters from the Bahamas, which we, which we achieved uh, two years ago. Okay. So I think that, again, we're making strides. Mm-hmm. But we still have a ways to go. Okay, all right. Uh, now I want to bring in uh, Brother Scott on this. Uh, Brother Scott, from your standpoint, where do you see martial art, uh, boxing, just combat sports for the Bahamas? Where do you see it? Well, I, I tell you, Gavron, first of all, the, to, to hear about the fact that boxing is so dead in the Bahamas really breaks my heart. You know, I used to, to train with the Minus Brothers, uh, Kenny and Kenny and all of them, and, uh, you know, had some great experiences, uh, learned a whole lot. Boxing is a key element to fighting. Uh, it's one of the great, great, great combat sports. Um, I, I think, you know, Kent has really been carrying the torch for combat sports in the Bahamas. Um, and in order to do so, it really comes down to one thing. You, you've got to have funding, um, mm-hmm. wherever that funding may come from. And then you've got to have somebody, as we know, um, like you, you look at it, all the governments in the world, uh, you got to have somebody you can trust with the funds when they come in mm-hmm. to make sure they go where they're supposed to go. Kent is the type of person that uh, you can trust in that, in that type of a way. So I agree. You, know, you need sponsors. You absolutely need sponsors. You need facilities. You need to be able to. And then the, I think the biggest thing um, is is once you get uh, people trained up mm-hmm. to represent the country, you've got to have funds uh, to get them to travel uh, where they can represent the country. And and so I think money, uh, as in with most things in life, I think money becomes the biggest issue at this point and, and needing that to continue uh, to show the great athleticism and skills that the Bahamian fighters have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to get Lord Leonard in on this. What a lot of you may not know is uh, Lord Leonard is to the more to the beginning 
of his martial art journey. And a lot of times those kinds of people don't get their voices heard because they want to be caught up in ranking, right? So I want to ask Leonard from his standpoint, from his experience so far within, you know, the combat sport arena, where does he see it? And I need you to be honest, sir. Where, where do you see it, Lord Leonard? Mm, mm, man. Um, in my eyes, especially in Freeport, uh, basically, it's almost dead mm-hmm. combat sport mm-hmm. because you have persons of the you have persons there who go and learn the combat sports and utilize it for what it's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You take advantage of persons who don't know how to fight. Mm-hmm. I know I the you, guy, the guy who's on the WhatsApp who punched the yeah, like like dudes yeah. like him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I wish he, I wish he had tried that shit with me. <laughs> I would have break every fucking bone in his body. I promise you. <laughs> But you take, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you take advantage right. of people who can't defend themselves mm-hmm. and you call yourself a martial artist. Mm-hmm. And to top that, to even typify that, you have teachers who. Mm, Say it now. You have teachers who do shit, who don't know what the fuck they're teaching people. Plain and simple. Bushido. 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 I got to jump in there. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I think. And, and this is just, you know, me being 32 years involved in it. I think anybody that has the, the, the balls to call themselves a master mm-hmm. leaves themselves op- open to just absolutely getting blasted left and right. Mm-hmm. Because when you call yourself a master, you're, you know, you're, you're saying you've got nothing left to learn and only to teach. I, you know what? And, and, and I know plenty of guys who, who have got this master title. And it's like, man. You can't even master your finances. What the hell are you trying to teach? Scott raised the point that, um, you know, masters, quote unquote masters, mm-hmm. um, you know, they can't even get their selves together financially, but they want to, you know. Call yourself master. Call yourself masters and, 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 and lord that over people in the classroom. We, okay. we can but, get into that because that's, I, I feel like martial arts, even, I mean, boxing doesn't have the same problem because you mm. don't have belts and stuff. But yeah. You have black belts who, some of these nefarious <laughs> organizations that okay. they be getting these black belts. And I don't know. Like, I appreciate uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu for the fact that you have a lineage. Mm. And you follow that. That lineage goes back. And it, you could call people and say, hey, listen, I have this dude, Carl Smith. Mm-hmm. He said he was trained by Toquinho and Toquinho trained, uh, was trained mm-hmm. by Durinho and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this true? And they'll say, well, yeah, he gave out 12 black belts and Carl Smith is one of them. Okay. Is it true? If it's not, they could call you out. Yeah, of course. Right? Mm-hmm. Karate don't really well, have that. Right. Everybody's a karate black belt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> for, for the purpose of clarification, yeah. no. just, just for the purpose of clarification, let me explain myself when I said the word master. Mm-hmm. I was using it as an example for mm-hmm. persons under, for an example that happened to me. There is a there is a master. Mm-hmm. There's instructors. Mm-hmm. The master showed us a technique. Mm-hmm. I did it. Mm-hmm. The master walked out. The instructor comes to me and tell me I'm doing it wrong. You mind now? <laughs> yeah. I'm the captain. This is what I'm, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is where I'm saying now you have persons under persons who are doing shit and training people wrong. Yeah, that discourages persons like myself for for from even beginning the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like it. You know, you know something. There's so many guys covered so many points uh, 
before I forget, I, I gotta thank uh, Brother Scott for his sentiments. You know, you put a lot of pressure on me talking, but I can carry this thing now. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> but I wanna, I wanna say thank you. I wanna, just wanna say thanks to Scott for those sentiments. But when we talk about masters, right? We have to, we have to kind of, because I, I get, and I'm sure Scott would agree that, because I've probably two oldest guys here, but I think that my, what a master used to be and what masters are now is like not the same thing. That's kind right. of. That's mm-hmm. right. It's not the same thing. You know, just to be a black belt was was not an easy thing, even in our time. I mean, not even talking about hundreds of years ago. Yeah. But the, again, belts are, belts are a new thing, you know, but that, that's a whole other story. But yeah. mm-hmm. when you call yourself a master, it means that you should have produced a certain, uh, you should have produced either a certain number or a certain quality of, of, of students within your system mm-hmm. to be called or referred to as a master. It wasn't something that was necessarily, um, you know, if, if, if you can break 10 boards, you're a master. You know, you can get anybody off the street to break 10 boards. That, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we kind of misconstrued ability with uh, with, with, with notoriety mm-hmm. and respect. We kind of, kind of garble those things up. And and you know, being in the age of you know clicks and likes, mm-hmm. uh, being famous and you know standing up with your chest out and a belt around your waist is more important than actually having ability. Mm-hmm. So so that so that's why you end up with persons who are either black belts or call themselves masters because, I mean, I was at a tournament and these you had guys fifteen years old and they're like junior master. I'm like what? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? 15, yeah, yeah, 17 yeah, yeah. years old. Still, you're, like, yeah, 15 years old, you're still masturbating, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing you've mastered. So, I mean, so you gotta be careful about that. You ain't that. mastered that either. You just landing on the stroke when you're 15 and 16 and shit. Come on, bud. You know? What, what makes it confusing is, is the public doesn't really understand this. Mm-hmm. The public doesn't get it. That's what makes it confusing. Mm-hmm. What, what, um, yeah, and you, you and you have some you have some tremendous. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying all people that call themselves masters, but you have to have a little, maybe to some degree, too much of an ego or too much pride in yourself to call yourself a master. My whole thing about calling yourself a master mm-hmm. is you you it, it's really making this. It looks like this assumption that you are you know, have, have elevated yourself to this perfect point in whatever art you're at. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and in doing so, like I said, you, you've left yourself open to criticism and fault and everything else. So I, I you know, I don't think anybody ought to call themselves a master of anything, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, I, I, you know, are you an expert? Yeah, I could be an expert, but people, you know, who, just, people just, generally just, aren't masters would call themselves masters. I think that's, pretty like, much yeah. that's right. And it, it, it becomes a lot of ego and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and let's be honest. I mean, my God, you separate martial arts from combat sports. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not, it's night and day. You've got a lot of very skilled fighters mm-hmm. that have never stepped into a martial arts school one day in their life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and they are, they are dangerous human beings. However, I would hope coming from a quote-unquote martial arts background, you'd learn things like respect and humility, self-control, mm-hmm. things of that yeah. nature. So in the combat sports arena, I, I think some of the biggest, and I'm just going to say, some of the biggest assholes I've ever met in my life 
are professional fighters. They're mm. they're listen. <laughs> they're athletes. athletes. I mean, they're most athletes, athletes are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they they are, but 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 you you meet guys, and I'm going to throw one out there. Um, you know, former student of mine, I turned out I to be probably one of the greatest lightweight MMA fighters of all time. That's Eve Edwards, and Eve oh, is yeah. is with Eve is without a doubt one of the most well liked people in mm. all of MMA because nobody can say anything bad about him because he's a genuinely great person yes and he can be a great person and have that confidence you know why because he knows he's comfortable with himself and what he can do all right, all right. yeah so but and i uh both kent and scott raised um a good point you know a lot of us that call ourselves martial artists you know that that doesn't necessarily make you a good fighter Mm-hmm. And when you get called exactly. out, exactly. Exactly. when you get called out or when you get put on the spot, you know, and you can't perform, you've not only embarrassed you yourself. Say again? Let me tell you a secret. What's that? Since you're speaking in plain language, let me tell you a big secret. What's that? Being a monster doesn't make you a great fighter. There you go. There you, that's and, it. And, that's, and, and that, that that's I believe it. that's a... A, a point that most martial artists in this country have missed. Just because whoever gave you this black belt and this certificate and, you know, you could perform these, to be perfectly honest, unrealistic techniques in the dojo or in the class mm. doesn't mean that you could go out in the street and be Batman. <laughs> it's not going to happen like that. I can. That, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looking for your cape right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> no, I, uh, my, my 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 view from the outside looking in at the at a lot of masters growing up. Um, oh, sorry, growing up uh, in different places, but mostly seeing it in the Bahamas. Um, these dudes, I feel like they watch too much kung fu, karate movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they character a lot of them are caricatures. Like they just <laughs> they, they almost doing the uh, dub. Talking, yeah. Oh, hey, hello, me over oh, there. Oh, yeah, oh, that's oh, oh. almost at that level. Like they, yeah. they come in and they, they like half comedians. <laughs> real for real. The, like I, I can't. I, all right, I'm not gonna mention a place, but I went to one in Nassau in the Blue Hill Road area. <laughs> um, okay. and no names no names and oh, I, the smoke. S- couple couple dudes was there and they were just like, yeah, I'm here now. It's me, Master. Yoshi, like, what the hell? What is this dude into? Like, you need friends, man. <laughs> friends tell you don't yeah. do that. Like, <laughs> it's weird. That, maybe yeah. that too. That's how I look at yeah, like man. These karate dudes weird. Right, and the, and that cat's the guy that just got done watching an hour of Pornhub. He's gonna like, all right, hentai anime. <laughs> Yeah. You know, an but, hour, an hour yes. of one <laughs> A whole hour of full hour. 60 minutes. Not 59, 59. 6, 0, that's zero, that's zero. That's right. yeah. We're working on that's, a ma- that's, that's, that's why he's a master. That's why he's a master. That's master level. He's master. That's some iron, master fist, level. iron fist training. <laughs> <laughs> his, his grip work is strong. <laughs> so, so actually, um, now that we're on this point, I do, I do want to kind of um, talk about the 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 differences between being a martial artist and being like. Not even a professional fighter, but just being a fighter. Um, I want to start with you, Brother Kent. Um, what 
what are the differences between someone that practices martial arts and someone that wants to be an amateur or a professional fighter in your opinion? Well, there's a lot of differences and similarities. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say if if I'm, I would say that a martial artist is somebody who has um, basic training in the more traditional martial arts. Mm -hmm. And a a fighter can be somebody who punches and kicks a bag in their backyard. Mm -hmm. Both can be very good at what they do, Mm -hmm. um, even without formal training or little formal training. But the martial artist is supposed to be able to understand what he's doing on a totally different level, should mm-hmm. be able to, mm-hmm. because it's just like the difference between, this is, this is, uh, this is what my Sifu's, my Sifu made this example one. He said it's kind of like the difference between rock guitar and classic guitar. Okay. Right? They both can be beautiful. They both can be amazing. But if you really want to learn guitar, you got to play the classic guitar. Mm-hmm. You got to learn classic guitar. If you really want to be great as a rock, it will make you an even better rock guitarist. Mm-hmm. If you learn classic guitar, okay, mm-hmm. but you can be a great rock guitarist without learning classic guitar. Mm. But you will understand the intricacies, all the different twines on the threads, and all that nonsense. But rock guitar guy who is in his backyard probably doesn't care about. But you will learn a lot of those intricate things by learning a classic guitar, okay. learning how to read music by learning classic guitar, all that other stuff. Okay, so. So that's kind of the difference, in my opinion, between a martial artist and a fighter. Both can be great, but mm-hmm. one should be on a totally different level of understanding. Okay, uh, how about you, Brother Scott, in your opinion? I, I love Ken's analogy. That's beautiful. Um, you know, I, I, I think uh, martial artists aren't always going to be, and I think we've discussed it, but martial arts aren't, aren't always going to be great fighters. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that it comes right down to the, to the nut cutting on it. It's going to be, it, there's something, there's two things that can't be taught in, to anyone. Um, and that is heart. Mm-hmm. And the other is, is a chin. Okay. And in order to be a good, in order to be a successful fighter, you've got to have mm-hmm. that heart, that warrior spirit. And you've got, and you've got to be able to take a shot. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't, you can't teach, you can't, that can't be taught. You know, you just have to have it. Yeah. So, you know, but, but just, you know, Kent really, really brought it out. Well, I mean, there's a, like boxing. Okay. Yes. Boxing is a martial art, but they don't have a ranking system, things like that. But some mm-hmm. of, I, there, I would, back in the day, I would take 90% of the boxers I knew and put them on the street against a quote unquote black belt mm-hmm. and watch on the streets, what a, watch a boxer just clean their clock. Yeah. You know yep. why? You know why? Because a boxer trains realistically. Mm-hmm. They're used to being hit, and mm-hmm. they're used to hitting people. Mm-hmm. All right. I I I do want to ask Lavar. Having said that, when you hear Lavar that boxing is a martial art, what is your response to that? Um, you have to look at definition of martial art. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a fighting art, definitely. Mm-hmm. That um, if you're an expert at it, you can defeat maybe any untrained a trained person over a mountain could defeat an untrained person that's what the, a martial art is mm-hmm. you could call it that um but people don't assume it as that because of colloquially you think martial arts you think kicks and punches and stuff like that and then like um, a belting yeah, system good like point. yeah good. Mm-hmm. um but i good do think point. that um in terms of fighter and martial artists mm-hmm. experience has to come into mind so fighters mm-hmm. are more practical based mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um Whereas martial arts, you got a lot of kata, well, in karate, you have katas, right? And yes. Stuff like that. So um, when you talk about katas, it might not be realistic or it might not be 
practical. Mm-hmm. Whereas a fighter is looking for the most practical way to maybe throw this punch, the way this punch is going to land. Mm-hmm. Whereas a martial artist might not. So you have a dude who reads about martial arts all day and he does a bunch of katas and you put him in the street against Joe Blow who fights 50 dudes, mm-hmm. Joe Blow might win. Like mm-hmm. it happens in boxing all the time. You get mm-hmm. these dudes who they've been training for like four years. They fight a dude who's 0 and 50 and dude, because he's 0 and 50, because he has experience, mm. wins. And you're like, well, how? This yeah. dude is good. Mm. It's the experience. Yes. So I think when it comes to fighters and martial martial artists, they, I mean, me, being martial art, you're more holistic. You mm. have, you have, you're, 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 you're formed inside and out, mm-hmm. right? Because you learn discipline, you learn respect, you learn all this stuff. As a fighter, you might not necessarily learn that. Mm-hmm. Jorge Masvidal, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a fighter. He took that to the top. You also have like Stephen Wonderboy... Thompson, who is a martial artist, who took that to the top. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, who probably practicing martial arts until they're 80? Mm-hmm. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle for him. Mm-hmm. Not that fighting is not a lifestyle, but that's going to take him out until he's old. Whereas, uh, what's this guy, the, what's the Cuban guy name again? Uh, what I just said? Okay. Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Mas, yeah. Um, when he quits fighting, he's probably going to quit for good. Like, mm-hmm. That's it. So okay. I think maybe that's, I look at that as a difference. Okay. And, 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 and LeVar, I want to I kick this in with you as a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, something with boxers, and this is what I love. There's a there's a a great phrase that we we tell our fighters, and that is this: uh, drillers make killers. Mm. And, what do you say? There's, drillers there's, make killers. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. Drillers make killers. Like, and, like, that, yeah. and, and absolutely. That, and that is something in martial arts training. When you're going to rank system, mm. you learn a lot of different techniques. When you are training to fight, in a boxer, a boxer will drill countless thousands of jabs mm-hmm. hooks crosses movements and it has become so it, what does it do there's no questioning there's no doubt there's no definitely any of that it becomes a part of who you are mm-hmm. your motor skills are in place it's in ingrained in you and so you can just react without thinking about it and that's what comes and it's what i love about boxing it depends on the, the school real- though because um you have like i think american schools of boxing more so are more uh in Spanish, it'd be in, in, uh, like uh, empirical, which would be like um, on the on the go. Okay. Like they learn, like they don't have a set plan what they're gonna do. But when you talk about like Cuban boxing, mm. which comes from a Soviet block system, mm. um, yep. where in Soviet block, all they do is drill. That's all yeah. we did. Like yeah. you throw one, two, three. I mean, you did it with me. Mm. Boxer two slip, two, do, three, do, two. Do, yeah. two, three, two. You yeah. do that hundreds upon hundreds of times. So when that comes into a fight, I've done it so many times. The second that you look like you're going to throw it, I'll already let off. Bah, bah, bah. Exactly. Mm. So, um, like I said, I think, it, like he said that, that's very good. Drilling. Mm. And I think, Amer- I can't say America as a whole, but a, a lot of American gyms that are successful in fighting, mm. they're starting to drill. I heard Cowboy Cerrone said the other day, yeah. he doesn't spar anymore. He just drills. Okay. In Cuba, they do a lot of drilling. They do a lot of sparring, but mm. they do a lot. When I say a lot of drilling, like, you might throw at least 10,000 punches in a week. At least. At least. Mm-hmm. There's not, at least. Mm-hmm. I'm saying maybe 20, 30,000. Okay. In a drill. In drills. Mm-hmm. So, I think, yeah, he's right. Definitely drill, drillers make killers. Mm-hmm. I think it also depends on the school. Mm-hmm. The school of boxing you come from. Okay. Um, now, with, with... That's a great lesson for any martial artist. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what, what I did want that's, to that's, add that's to that... What, what I did want to add to that is, for those not just in the Bahamas, but around the world, if you claim that you are a martial artist and you kind of have a big mouth, right? Um, If you know you're not training this way, it might be time to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they're wrong. They're wrong. wrong. We're we're way past that point. I mean, 
we've been we've we're way past that point. The UFC has exposed yes uh, uh, persons who don't understand their martial art for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Now in the now you talk about where we are in the Bahamas. Yes, that, that's that's a great analogy. We are where the UFC started a couple of years back. Yes, a couple of years, 20, 25 years. Uh, Ninety six, uh, uh, Scott. Twenty five years ago. So that's that's where that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're where the UFC started, where non where a person who's trained one thing still think that they can go into the cage and perform against a person that's well versed in many things. Well, I, I think one of one of your one of one of your first tournaments kind of exposed that Kent, because without calling any names, there was one who. His claim, was, <laughs> his claim was, you know, I said hard, I said hard, and I, I remember I that remember. fight very distinctly. Well, he didn't say what type of hard. <laughs> exactly. He hardly hit. He hardly hit. <laughs> he, hit hard. he was he was hit hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, again, I, I, I imagine the point. Mm. Go ahead. People build these things up in their mind. They mm. build up this image of yourself in your mind, and he, even even with drilling, you mm. have to be careful of that. I mean, yes, you got to drill. Drillers make killers for sure. Mm. But you still, I, I, I still believe you still need to spar. A real like punch in the face will really set you straight. What? That's right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, cowboy, cowboy knows what a punch in the face feels like. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's out, he has experience. He's at that point where he knows. It. I mean, I think it's more for cognitive um, reserve now. Like he doesn't yeah, want to yeah. be brain dead. At the end of his career, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. But I don't think most yeah. people have a realistic expectation of violence. I mean, I've I, I heard this before. I've told you this before. Mm. Most people don't know what a punch feels like. No, they so don't. So you have all these dudes yeah. who have this hard mouth, Masters and then the exact. and they get a kick across the face, and like, woof, woof. this real. Like yeah. this, mm. <laughs> my teeth don't oh, fit. Man. No. <laughs> man, man. I, I, I remember my first time, my first time being introduced to leg kicks, bro, by my sifu, and I, I was very lucky. I was very lucky to, to, to run into my Sifu. You met Sifu John uh, Devron. Yes, I have. And I was very lucky. He, he's like a gem. Mm-hmm. And he, I was very lucky to find him in, in, in South Florida. I, I, I went to 19 different martial arts schools before I, I stuck with him. Mm-hmm. And I was very lucky to be with a young guy who was open. To me. He, he kind of had a boosty mentality. He was young. He had a he had a good martial art background. He could do the forms. He could do the sword. He could do any weapon given. Mm-hmm. But if you put some boxing gloves on him, he would box you to pieces. He would mm-hmm. kick you to pieces. Mm-hmm. And at that, when I met him, he was he was a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So he's a brown belt now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I'm saying like he he I I kind of liked. I, I was very lucky to to, to buck up on him. But mm-hmm. the first time we had a training, when he introduced us to Sando, Chinese full contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, First time the dude kicked my legs, it felt like someone took a bat <laughs> and, and, and just cracked me on the thighs, and I didn't want to step anymore. I always tell you them leg kicks. They dangerous. They leg kicks. You a boxer and you, and you learn like look what Justin Gagey did. Doesn't exactly. That was just leg kicks. That's pure. Leg kicks. Um, <laughs> look, look, look at your boy in the UFC from from Cuba, Yoel Yoel, uh, Yoel uh, Romero. R- you don't want to. Le- you do not want a leg Romero kick from more, that dude. I think Sorry. he more needs than leg kicks. But Justin Gage, he threw some leg kicks the other day. My God. and then some guy fought Aljamain Sterling. A couple like I was saying, Ramos. This mm. dude was just throwing the worst, mm. nastiest leg kicks. Like all that lactic acid gets built up and all that. You you were going to say something, Scott? <laughs> Man, you, you know, 
I, I'm going to take I'm going to take a trip down being the old guy on the board here. Um, you know, 1992, when I opened my school in the Bahamas, you know, we were doing the grappling and the full, you know, I mean, it was, it, you know, one of our guys from my organization already fought in the U.S., one of the first UFCs. I mean, in fact, it was UFC number two. And man, let me tell you, the traditional martial artists on the island hated my fucking guts. Wow. I mean, I had more people come in to challenge me. Mm. And, and I mean, it was, you know, it, to me, it was great because it had a chance for me to cut my teeth on stupid people, but you know, <laughs> great marketing. Great, <laughs> it was good marketing. It, it was. And in, and in 1996, no, 1997, when I did the first Caribbean, well, the only one we did the Caribbean fighting championship battle on the beach. Mm-hmm. Those those same guys, those same masters and everything else tried to shut it down before it ever started. Wow. They tried yep. to stop it. And let me tell you what they said. This is great. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. He's an old, he's a he's an old timer in the Bahamas who headed I up know. this little. We know. Okay, I, I, so I think I, we all know. <laughs> we know. But, you know, what? let me tell you what this dread said. He hmm. gets back to me. He said he said. You are you are Bob Marley for the Bahamas, and I go. What do you mean I'm Bob Marley for the Bahamas? He goes, if it wasn't for Bob Marley, marijuana would never be an issue in the Bahamas. He said, what? the moment Oof. this guy is allowed to teach and show these type of fights, we'll never get rid of it. Well, guess what, motherfucker? You never. <laughs> <laughs> So um well well okay Ooh. what what kind what that kind of brings up then uh what what that kind of brings up then what I do want to talk about which Lord Leonard started to allude to the politics in it um oh, yes. I want to start with you brother Lavar uh-huh. exactly how much has the politics of stifling it, 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 it's corroded. What's corroded, and mm. you believe you think we had like a hundred world champions coming out of this country <laughs> with the amount of politics that you, or like there's billions of dollars in it. I yeah. don't understand. Like, um, all right, now nothing against the the current president Winston mm. Strong. Um, mm. I think that the former president of boxing Wellington Miller, mm-hmm. um, he did a lot. Um, very political dude, but mm. he used what he, he did what he could for the sport, and he did a lot more. He did a ton. Mm-hmm. He did a ton, and mm. um. It, it has played a role. All right, let me start from the beginning. So you had the Minus Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, first coached by Ray Minus Senior, yeah. fighting policeman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had his legacy of gyms. And then Ray Minus, he did his pro career and then he became a coach. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think Bahamas, aside from the Ali days, mm-hmm. that's when Bahamas was at its best in terms mm-hmm. of development, boxing development. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, these dudes had like pro-style camps. Yes. These amateur fights was like pro-style fights. Yes. And I remember you had dudes from Camp Road versus dudes from the Grove, and these these would be packed. Yes. They had Junkanoo Rush out of these. Yes, I remember big that. Big things, right? I remember that. And then Ray Minus gets in an argument with the boxing organization, the, the local boxing organization at the time, mm-hmm. and he takes all his boxes and turns them pro. Mm. Right? Uh, I think because maybe he wasn't going as head coach or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, then you have Wellington Miller. He's, he's the head of the charge, and he, he takes, I mean... There weren't much boxes, like maybe four or five of us. We'd go to a lot of different tournaments. We win Carifta all the time mm-hmm. and all these local local competitions. Um, but in terms of the world market, we were in there because we didn't have the 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 fundamental base. Okay. Right? Um, now he's gone. 
he's back in this dude, Vincent Strong. I don't know him, but I think he comes back from back in the day in boxing mm-hmm. over Ikenna Johnson. Now, Ikenna Johnson at that time had been the boxing secretary for umpteen amount of years. That's the mother of Reno Johnson. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it's because she's his mother. Um, they didn't want her to be president. I guess they're going to have favoritism, whatever. Wow. But I think she was the right person for the job. Mm-hmm. She had the she had the networking skills. She had the contacts. She had people, other people back in the foreigners are back in there because they mm-hmm. know she can talk. She, yes. I mean, she, yes. she knows what she's doing. She'll get stuff on the... And she's experienced. She'll have got stuff on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think like with the part, like our president, I don't really know him like that, but they've gone to competitions already. Mm-hmm. So how? Like... Big, biggest biggest example of our politics in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. We hosted the Junior Commonwealth Games, mm-hmm. right? This yes. was like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. How many boxers do you think represented the Bahamas? I, to be honest, I have There's no... 10 weight classes. How many do you think represented the Bahamas? Okay, I'm going to be optimistic. It was here in Nassau. It was in Nassau. Nassau. How many do you think? I'm going to be optimistic and say five. One. Fuck a run. Whoa. <laughs> right? And he lost his first fight. Fuck. So I mean, the host country, who's allowed everybody, you can, they, 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 you, if I have to go in a school and mm. find 10 bad boys and say, hey, listen, <laughs> I can pay you all $1,000, fairy fight y'all win, mm. they can get it and fight. Yeah. I, I, it's how we have won. That's bad politics, bro. That, uh, that, that has to be embarrassing for the country. That's, that's bad management. So I mean, yeah. the politics are bad. So now we got um, this dude, he asked the other day, I don't know the guy, so maybe he come at me for this. He asked, I think, for some crazy amount of money, like, mm. say, $20,000, so that his guy could go and train for Olympics. One guy. Re- Who the really? hell? Really? 20 grand? Really? For three months of training? Who the hell he is? Mother For <laughs> 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 one dude? This must be the Sugar Ray Clay Mayweather. This dude got to be mad. Like, so, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say... Oh, uh, Paul. Politics play a point because we wouldn't have chosen him as president if it wasn't for some type of favoritism or mm-hmm. whatever. I, just, I don't know the guy. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't let that out there. If he come after me, come after me. I ain't nobody, right? So <laughs> I don't know the guy. But there were other people in place who could have been president. Uh-huh. Even a younger person, Levon Sanz. You could give mm-hmm. it to other people. Uh, right? Now, nah, nah, see, Levar, you raise a Not pretty... Not Levon Sanz. Um, I think he named Levon, Levon Sanz too, I think. So. He's a you, you raise a pretty good point. Um... Before we throw to Kent and then Scott, one of the things, not just, you know, combat sport-wise, but, you know, the country in general, mm-hmm. we have been stifled for old and from, we've been stifled from old and antiquated systems. Mm-hmm. And there is a need for fresher blood to in come in. In all politics. In all politics. Because imagine, right now, before this prime minister, mm-hmm. the former prime minister was from my granddaddy time. Exactly. Right. So if the children are the future and mm. the youth are the future, we still in the time of the old people because that we had three prime ministers from the from the from the time we got independent. Pretty much, right? So the same thing with with sports. Mm. The same people in charge and they're not going to be innovative. No, we need innovation. Mm-hmm. We do. We do for, for success. Yes, so, we do. I I want to throw it to Kent now, Kent, and 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 we yeah. we we've talked about this before, but again, holy shit. Yeah, sure. So exactly. Yeah, sure, yeah. Exactly how has politics within the martial art community, how has that affected us? Devron, you can you can need to do a show just for politics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, shit. No, you can need to do that. Um just to talk just to to Lord Leonard's point. Mm. Um I was actually on, on Miss Johnson's ticket 
Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. She was, she was running for president. I was that's right. Not, she that's, asked that's me to be a wife. She asked me to be, she asked me to be her, her, her vice. Okay. And, um, you know, I, we sat down, we talked about it. I talked to my wife. I said, you know, see, should we take on another project, another set of stress, another set of all this stuff? Mm. You know, she backed me. Miss Johnson, the reason why I, I went with it is because I said, I cannot pass up this opportunity to serve. Mm. If I could do something, even though boxing isn't my, my core or my first sport, if I could do something for Bayman athletes, bro, mm. that's, I cannot pass can't pass that up. There's okay. no way. Yeah. So I had to, I, I ran with her, and she's a person who I trust. I trust her word, mm-hmm. and she has passion. She has passion, bro. Yeah. The same thing you mentioned. She has a lot of other stuff. She's well-connected. Mm-hmm. She's smart. Definitely. People don't know that she's smart, but she, she's a very smart woman, and she knows the sport. Mm-hmm. She knows the, the layout in the Bahamas mm-hmm. of the sport. She knows it. But, so but, she's, but, she's but, but, we can get. But, but before y'all move on, um, I do want to ask... Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that she's a woman? Maybe, yeah. I don't, well, I don't she's the best person for the job. Because, so, I mean, I, I think it would be absolutely amazing to have a woman in that capacity. As a boxing president? That'd yes. Be, that'd be crazy. That would say a lot. So, I mean, I, that, that's very progressive, very forward thinking. I'm all for that shit. And if I'm not mistaken, her, her daughter is a certified coach. No, her daughter is a certified coach. Mm. One of the best. Mm. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, yeah the so, best. So, mm. I th- I would say, her, she, when I say head and shoulders above the competition mm. for that position, mm-hmm. she was she was feet over, over the competition. Wow. Right? And for yeah. her not to win, just maybe if it's just because she's a woman, I don't wow. know. I mean, we heard the sport well, so much. That's, that's fucking bullshit, that. real talk. You know those elections were held twice. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because okay. I was on the ticket too. I forgot I was on the ticket. I was on the ticket. I forgot. Okay, okay, okay. So listen, it's not. Let's not. That, that, that's, that's a whole other show. Yeah, yeah. a whole other show. But you're talking about the boxer at the, at the junior games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the uh, Lennox boys. I was the. I was the. I was the event position for the, for, the, for, the, for boxing and judo for those games. Okay. And I was I was sitting at ringside when he fought. I was right. He there. fought I Botswana, and I had just came from Botswana. He fought Botswana, and he lost. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> and it, how, how did? How, let me ask you. You how did the fight look to you? Here's the thing. I I went to Botswana, and when I went to Botswana, mm-hmm. I came with the people knew by Bahamian boxers at the time, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, we had been training in Cuba. We we was really looking good on the international circuit. When I went there, I took over. Mm-hmm. I took over. I got I got signed on a pro contract right away. All right. I was. Taking on a tour, mm. I was I was the man. Mm. So when that dude drew Bahamas, he was scared. Like he was wow. he was scared. Wow. And to wow. go out there, I know he think wow. he conquered a lion. Which I mean, the kid. I mean, all right, the kid is. Oh, here's the thing about the kid. Uh, he wasn't ready. Mm. He didn't have the experience. No, that's my point. Yeah, he mm. wasn't ready. That's my point. Mm. If he had the preparation, proper preparation, he might have did better. But he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Uh, but before yeah, we but jump, nobody doesn't have skills. Dude has skills, but you can mm. see he wasn't ready. The skill set wasn't ready for the international level. Okay. International, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. the international yeah. boxing skills are whole. He might have beat Botswana, but then you draw somebody like England or something, mm-hmm. and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, no, no, no. But, but before we go to to you, yeah, I, I, go go ahead, Ken. Well, so, sorry, bro. I just, I just, I was. Those are just. Uh, Two things I was trying to introduce, but to, to answer your question though, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask, I really wanted to try to ask the question as, as concisely as possible. Mm-hmm. Number one, 
as you mentioned, there's a there's always a divide and an antagonistic uh, relationship between the old god and Definitely. And Definitely. Maybe that's tradition. Maybe we can't avoid that. Mm. Now I was saying, as as the younger guys, mm. we gotta be wise enough to know, and the older guys are probably right, and we should slow it down, mm-hmm. or, or not do this stuff, something right now, just because we want to do it. Mm. At the same time, the older guys gotta be insightful enough, and they have to trust the younger guys to know that it's time for a change. It's time to go forward and try something new. Mm-hmm. The relationship has to work both ways. It's got mm-hmm. to catch him by achieve anything. Okay. Um, now, before we get, go to you, Brother Scott, uh, can y'all hear me? I hear you. Okay. Uh, but before yeah, we go before we go to you, Scott, um, I do want to get Leonard's thoughts on it. So far, Leonard, you you did want to say something. Thoughts on on what? What was the question? No. Uh, how, from your standpoint? How has the politics of martial art, from what you've been exposed to, how does it, first of all, how does it affect the entire country? And then how does it affect you personally? Well, um, this, this, it ties into leadership for me personally, um, in the aspect of we have no true leadership. Mm. Um, a true leadership would understand that, would understand that the Bahamas is being represented like the brother said um, the Bahamas was rep- one person mm. came to represent the Bahamas and they didn't feel embarrassed at all. <laughs> they felt they felt no weight yeah. that one person represented the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So that says something about our leadership. They mm. don't give a damn about martial arts in their own country. Mm-hmm. Um, if persons would, if the Bahamas would, would, would um, take it serious mm-hmm. as some persons in our country would take martial arts serious mm-hmm. then and only then will we have a leader mm-hmm. or somebody in position that could f- that could further the agenda of martial arts in the bahamas mm-hmm. um, if you to take that even a step further if someone would further the agenda for martial arts in the bahamas we wouldn't have so much def- defenseless people like walking around that too. That too. We wouldn't yeah. have a that's lot a, of that's a very good robbery. I, I think crime would be down to a very minimum because everybody knows how to defend themselves. If you have, if you have a house, uh, a house of fifteen people, mm-hmm. just roughly saying a house of fifteen people, mm-hmm. and fourteen of them, well, four of them is boxers, mm-hmm. five of them are kung fu students, and the rest are. You went to the wrong uh, house. <laughs> you, you you just gone in the wrong house. That's your ass, Mister Postman. You know what I'm saying? So for, um, the way the way that the lack of leadership affects me in the martial arts era is because is is uh, I see no, I can see growth, mm-hmm. but I can't see nothing on an international scale. So let me ask this: having heard. A little bit more about how the politics are affecting combat sports in the country. Does that make you inclined to want to pursue that as a career or even as something I, I as think, a as a super hobby or something like that? I think I I think I answer that like you say because the Bahamas isn't represented well mm-hmm. in the martial arts community or whatever, or by a leader. Mm-hmm. It I can't see it. Mm-hmm. I can't it, it it I can't see myself. Being a martial arts teacher mm. because it's not pushed. I mm. can't see myself being a boxing instructor mm. because it's not pushed. Mm. It, I, although I may have a passion for boxing and martial arts and whatever things like that, you, mm-hmm. I, 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 I still have bills. Yes, yeah. and, yeah. I, and the, the fucked up part about it is 
I'm in a fight all on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm actually fighting against my own mm-hmm. to do something in my country. That's mm-hmm. true. No that's support. Very true. That's and very that's true. I think a lot of martial arts um, instructors and boxing, a lot of martial arts instructors and boxing coaches have to deal with the same thing because mm-hmm. you got to deal with your family saying, why are you doing this? Because you're yes. wasting your time with this. Yes. Is this not bringing money to you? Exactly. And then there's the yellow tape that the government wants you to deal with. Yellow exactly. and red tape. Like, what the fuck? You serious, bro? <laughs> now, see, I, 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 this is where I want to bring Scott in because... But for 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 you, Scott, the same question. From your standpoint, how much has the politics damaged the situation? They're in the Bahamas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my love, man! Listen, man. Listen, and, um, you know, from from the from the top on down, I'm going to call it what it is, and I wish the people, and I, and I mean this because. It's my country too, and, and I and I, I mean, I'm sitting here right now in Dallas, and beautiful sunny day. I'm looking out the window, mm-hmm. and I just want to be on the water, and I want to be spearing my dinner. I want some hogfish. <laughs> I want to eat some, you know, I, I want to eat some conch chowder and stuff. And um, and so my love for it really, it really makes me passionate. And I wish people would wake up from the top to the bottom that politics in the Bahamas is one thing and one thing alone. And that's a fucking money grab. Mm. Um, yep. Yep. And, Definitely. And 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 it's you. You know, you talk about putting somebody you could trust in there, in a position. Um, and then and then for guys that are doing it, let's say for boxing, for an example, because it's such an international sport, the government all of a sudden decides to get behind it, and the uh, government says, you know, Ministry of, of Youth and Sports says we're going to give you fifty thousand dollars. Well, I got news for you. As soon as that fifty thousand dollars number comes out, how many motherfuckers you think are going to be? And excuse my French. You right? No, no, but you do right. How many people are going to? How many people are going to be out there trying to be the next head boxing coach in the Bahamas? You right? Yeah. Because all of a sudden now there's money behind it, mm-hmm. as opposed to the people that should really be there, who could really handle the money and have the dream and the goal and the passion to to, to pass it on. And that's the thing. If it's not in your heart to pass it on. On if it's not in your heart to see the country do better and the people do better, step the hell out, do something else, and and go back, you know, go back to your ma's house. <laughs> yep. Go so, back to so, your ma. So before we move on the, from this point, then um, is it then uh, feasible to try and go at it from a privately sourced uh, situation? There's examples of that. It's the only way. To, it's the only. I'm going to tell you right now, from my standpoint, because it's what happens stateside, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you're talking about a huge country in the United States. Mm. But the only way, the only way to do it, uh, is through private to be privately funded. Okay. Um, that that's that that is that is the only flicking way because if mm. you have to trust the government to put money behind it, it is not going to happen. And, if yeah. you get and, and and I'm going to because guys, I'm going to have to. You know, I'm going to have to roll, so I want to point something out real quick okay. to you guys real quick. Just just from the standpoint of, because I know Devron and I talked about this, about Bahamians wanting to be fighters and, and make something of themselves. Mm-hmm. So I want to point, I want to just point something out real quick. Having sponsors as an individual, as a fighter, be it, and, and, and be it for the sport, but when I'm talking about an individual, mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to leave the Bahamas. I want to go train. Mm-hmm. I want to represent my country. I want to do this. It takes money. Yes, it does. But here's the and here's the problem. Okay, you have got to look at the sponsors and say, "What have I got to offer to you?" Mm-hmm. 
How can I sell myself? What am I offering to you so that you know that your name, your product, or whatever the case is going to be well represented? That's the first one. The second one is this, and Kent and I have talked about this greatly. Fighters are lazy people. Okay, I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> talent, you can have all the talent. You want to train all the time. You can have great talent, everything else. Mm. But you will not get out there and beat the street and get your name out there and hustle and follow your dream and do what has to. Instead, you're looking for flicking handouts from people mm. to carry your ass on. Mm. You know what? You don't have any business being in because somebody who really wants it, they make it will go out there and bust their ass and make it happen, mm -hmm. and they will keep the name. That you know what? What is it? A good name is better than silver and gold, we'll go right? Again. We're going to quote the Bible right there, right? Yeah. You you know what? You got the skills, you got everything else, and you say I'm going to be the next world champion, but you're lazy as hell, and you expect somebody out of, like your grandma or your girlfriend to pay your way to the United States to do something. Mm -hmm. You know what you are? You're a dead. You're not a fighter. You're a deadbeat. It, that that's 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 i mean shit there ain't no easier way to say that i mean that's that's real talk yeah um, unfortunately it's it shit it is. and we and, and here's the thing we have huge talent pool of athletes in the bahamas is tremendous mm. we can have some amazing fighters mm -hmm. and yes and i would say this and i'm going to talk from an mma standpoint for a second mm. you've got kent let's say i go to kent and i say kent i'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars sorry kent i don't have that but I'm <laughs> you know but i got a hundred thousand Kent, I'm going to dollars. I want you. I was that right. Kent's like hell yeah. I want you to do the best you can, get the best people and everything else. Mm -hmm. Kent and I have both learned the hard way what it is to filter out the takers and the doers. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the yeah, day, yeah. at the end of the day, hard work beats talent any day. Any day, any day. and that, that's not just in yep. combat sport. That's 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 life. Period. That's that's life, and that and that should be that should be a life lesson right there. But, gentlemen, I I, I gotta I gotta roll out because I am in the office. Okay. And, and I just want to say, first of all, agents of chaos, my dear friend Everon, my brother, thank you for having me on. Um, can't man, it's God. I, I can't tell you how great it is to hear your voice, my friend. Yeah, bro, awesome. And um, trust, trust and, me, and brother Scott. Levon, this ain't, this ain't gonna be the last time. Trust me on no, that. No, no, no. I understand, but. <laughs> But I, I tell you, I, I, I always get real and, and damn this damn this COVID thing because yeah. it, it, it blew my plans to come home for a couple of weeks this this summer. Yeah. And I just want to I just want to say, you know what? Um, it's funny. You know, we, we do this uh, on XKO. I, I get in the cage bef before every fight with mm. uh, my, my partner, Antonio. But we do this. Uh, it, it's live streamed all over the world. And, mm. the, you know, I always say this. I always say um God bless Texas. God bless America. Let's get this thing started. That's mm. kind of my, you know, that's what we say before the fights kick off. Okay. Um, and I just want to say, man, and I mean this because it's, it, it, it is in my blood. It is, it is every fiber of my being. And, and if you, if you knew how much you would, it would, it, you'd want to hug me right now and, and not a gay way, mind you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I would say this, man, I, I love, my Bahamas and my Bahamian people more than anything in my, in my life. And, uh, and, and I, you know, God bless you guys. And, and please, um, uh, let, let's keep this thing going. But the thoughts, brother Scott, I want to thank you for not only being on the show, but, you know, being a mentor and a friend to me, being a big brother to me. And, um, people can say what they want, 
but the 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 impact you've made in this country is undeniable and um those of us 100%. that understand Absolutely. that those of us that understand that impact and that legacy we have no choice but to be thankful for that and nobody will agree with me more than your student scott and yep. and, and i'm happy that you know you've accepted myself and all of us here in the bahamas and and you've imparted the knowledge that you've given to us so we we are forever grateful for that brother uh, listen i i very kind words and, and listen i i love the young i love the younger generation come up i love the unity and i love that they they have are seeing past the politics mm. and they're seeing you know what and for in order for us to get better we got to combine we got to get together we got to do it and, and listen Ken, I don't know how much you did with LeVon or whatever, but for the boxing, but man, I tell you what, you get a guy like him in there teaching, teaching the boxing aspect of it in MMA. Mm. Oh man, you guys are going to make some killers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of the point. <laughs> the, the idea yeah. was presented. No, we can do it. We can, we well, can. Listen, guys, thanks, thanks, yeah. thanks for having me on the show and uh, God bless the Bahamas. But thank, thank you. Thank you, Scott. And uh, we, look, we look forward to having you later on on the show. Thank you so much, brother. Okay, thank you. Okay, Kent, you still there? Yeah, still there. Okay. Um, what I, again, I want to thank Mr. Scott Groff for coming on Agents of Chaos and, and giving his contributions. What, what I want to move on to now um, with us here is, um, what's the question? We kind of touched on it earlier. One of the things, unfortunately, that, is in the community and uh, there's always these arguments that come up about which is the superior fighting style or the ultimate fighting style you know people tend to have this bias especially if they're already studying a particular style so i want to start with you Lava. Mm. when someone asks you you know can a boxer beat a karate man can an MMA person beat Every a boxer? Every time. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, when you when you get those kinds of questions, how do you how do you handle them? I respond to them truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, boxing is 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 uh, one dimensional in that mm-hmm. it, it only uses hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a very skill. See, you got there's a, so much variables. Yeah. Right. You get an extremely skilled boxer against some white belt or or say or any lower belt in mm. another martial arts against mm. an extremely skilled individual, mm-hmm. they're always going to lose, no matter what yes. martial art it is, no matter what aspect of fighting it is. Yes. But if you get two highly skilled individuals, mm-hmm. um, I would say, for me, I always say I, I was a big jiu-jitsu proponent. Mm-hmm. Like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. I was big. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got, look at two, two, all right, so you look at for fighting, mm-hmm. or for, for sport fighting, mm-hmm. and for self-defense. Yes. Self-defense, I would say probably Krav Maga. Okay. Right? It's very lethal. Mm-hmm. There's no sugar in it. There's no, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing in between. There's no fluff. Yeah. I kill you. That's it. That's right? it yeah. I, I, I incapacitate you. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu more so because me as a boxer, mm-hmm. um, going into grappling, like my first, like right now, I'm, I would say I'm intermediate grappler. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yes. Intermediate grappler. Um, but when I first started, mm-hmm. I, I was like, I was blitzed. Like there was nothing I could do. Mm-hmm. Like if a dude hold me the right way, there's nothing There's like nothing. like when I did it to the um, don't say his name the the guy who trains with you guys. Okay, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "Yeah, I'll grapple you," and he threw some fake kick, and I grabbed him by the neck, and he was done. Like done. he was done. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "But I never, I never experienced that before." I was mm-hmm. like, would, "Would that interest you?" He said, "Yeah, of course." Okay, right. So I would say for me, 
the more gracey style of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu where kicks and punches, not so much kicks, but mm. more punches and strikes mm. were in it and takedowns and, and actual Jiu-Jitsu. It's mm. not the one today where you see everybody's like butt-hugging. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the more traditional style, I would say that would be the more mm. supreme fighting okay. style. Uh, I want to throw it to you now, Brother Kent. When you, because we have had this conversation um, in groups. Yeah. So when you get a question like that, how do you normally respond? If there's a superior martial art? Yes. I I always um, lean towards um, what Bruce Lee said, or basically what his, what his point was. And I think he said, like, the best martial art is the one that you can use the best. That's mm-hmm. true. That's very true. You know, yes. if, 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 if you if you master, uh, and this is the same uh, uh, example I use with you, mm-hmm. if I master the art of pinky style kung fu, pinky mm-hmm. finger kung fu, mm-hmm. and I master it to a level <laughs> where I know I can, I can stop any kick or punch or grappling maneuver with my pinky, mm-hmm. uh, then is that the ultimate martial art? But I'm only using my pinky though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So I think the true answer to that question is that you can't really answer that question because mm-hmm. it really depends on the. F- it's fighting is such a vastly mm-hmm. uh, uh, diverse sport and art mm-hmm. that it's very hard to say which one particularly is the best. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, being objective, you have to look at the evidence. Now, what is the evidence shown mm-hmm. when you put two guys with some rules? in a circle and you tell them go at it mm-hmm. the more diverse person usually wins okay mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. and so that's that's what the evidence shows and so you gotta you gotta look at both sides of it and you gotta say yeah yeah it, it, it's it's more important as a martial artist to be more diverse in your art mm-hmm. now that being all of that being said <laughs> my background is kung fu. <laughs> my background is kung fu. yeah and my my background is Hong Kong Kung Fu when I was a kid. And when I went to college, like I said, I met my Sifu, mm. who was a fighter at heart. He, he went through, there, mm. there are two branches in Chinese martial arts. There's the forms, mm-hmm. way where you can do your forms and all the animals and stuff. Yes. In Shaolin Kung Fu, I mean. Mm. And then there's the fighting branch where you, where you focus on just practical stuff and fighting. Mm-hmm. So he, he was, he, led, he, he leaned more towards the fighting side. He was a fighter mm. and he did. Um, I'm sorry, Scott, you're off the left, but I wanted to talk about no holds barred fighting. Mm. We used to do back in the day before they called it MMA. It was mm. called no holds barred fighting. That, that's right. And we always mopped the floor with people because Sanda was more diverse, and it wasn't what you expect a kung fu person to be doing. You expect mm. a kung fu guy to be doing, it like, you know, eagle claw. But eagle claw, eagle claw was our base. Mm-hmm. We use eagle claw, but I didn't. I didn't stand up. I'm not going to stand up like an eagle to try to fight you. No. That's just stupid. And so it, and that does that's, so that's movie Sanda. shit. <laughs> that's that's right, movie, movie shit. shit. <laughs> so we use we, we use Sanda in those fights, and we always mop the floor with guys yeah. because number one, maybe they didn't expect that, and number two. We could fight on any level. We mm-hmm. could stand up, punch, kick. We can we can stand up and wrestle, or we could go on the ground and mm-hmm. be quite confident on the ground as well. Mm-hmm. So, again, I feel like the more diverse your art is, the better. Mm-hmm. But Chinese martial arts, I've as far as looking at the broad spectrum of martial arts, I mm-hmm. think that they cover. If you look at it as a whole now, not as an, not as individual arts, mm-hmm. but if you look at it as a whole, 
Chinese mm-hmm. martial arts cover one extreme to the next, mm-hmm. meaning one extreme being extremely vicious and no fluff and just trying to destroy the person. And then on the other extreme is trying to trying to beat the person without even touching them. Mm. So that's how diverse Chinese martial arts is. Okay. So I think I think and that's maybe and that's because different things, different influences, different. And China is huge, mm-hmm. so there's so many different. There, there are like 1,200 recognized styles of kung fu. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's expected. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. If you understand the core values of most of the more popular ones, mm-hmm. you can you can be a pretty confident person in the street when mm-hmm. you need to fight. That's just my opinion, and that's against anybody. Okay, and, and, and it's, it's it's worked for me personally. Um, but then again, you know, it's 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 still hard to say. Yeah, uh, Laval, you wanted yeah, to add? yeah. I, I answered that wrong. I think when you almost you hit it sort of when you said that. I think the idea or. The superior martial art mm. is the one that's superior for you. Mm. I feel that we ne- like we neglect to look at our body characteristics, mm-hmm. our specific talents, the gift we were given. And you say, okay, that's what they do in Cuba. They take these kids, they mm-hmm. they run them through a bunch of tests, they take their measurements and say, okay, you're gonna be a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, how tall are your parents? Okay, you're gonna be a triple jumper. You're gonna mm-hmm. be this. You're gonna be that. Mm-hmm. When you look at those characteristics, even psychologically, you say, okay, this person's gonna be. If you put that person in martial art from them that you're going to find the perfect martial art for them. Okay. And nobody will be able to beat them at that. So mm-hmm. if you look at somebody like, I like a, a guy named Jose Marpolado. Okay. He, um, Toquinho. Mm-hmm. He's famous for doing leg locks. Yes. He is built to be, a, he was built by God to be a grappler. <laughs> yeah. Right? That, yes. That's what he's built for. Mm-hmm. If you made him a, tried to make him a striker, he might be okay at it, but he wasn't built for that. Yes. Right? You take somebody like John Jones, mm-hmm. built to be a kicker and striker. Yes. Right? He does everything else well, mm-hmm. but he he does that better. Mm-hmm. So when you you gotta look at what's best for that person. Now mm-hmm. for me, like I said, for me it would have been Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because I found I naturally I'm a, I'm a, I was a pretty good boxer, but mm-hmm. I naturally picked those things up like quick, mm-hmm. right? So that probably would have been the best thing for me. Does 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 genetics play a part in Definitely. it? Because you know there, there's a reason why certain martial art appeal to certain people. Definitely. So they're going. you're tricky, boy. You're really tricky. <laughs> <laughs> you're tricky. You're really tricky. You're great. You're great. Listen, man. You 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 really impressed me with. The, I'm sorry, that's not what you're saying, but I was want to end the jam. Mm-hmm. You impressed me with this show, dude. You're doing an awesome job. You're an awesome host. Uh, you're, you're an intelligent dude. No, because I know where you're going. So anyway, I can be quiet. <laughs> no, but but, but but first of all, thank you, brother Ken. <laughs> But um, there's a reason why certain martial art appeal to certain people. Definitely. So um, one one of the things I also want to throw in there too is um, you know not to get all pro black on you, right? uh-huh. but we as a melanated people, you know, the combat sciences started with us. Definitely, but I I, I also still feel that we're so diverse mm-hmm. as melanated people. Remember. Everything comes from us. Yes. Right? We're mm-hmm. the dominant gene. Yes, we are. So anything that's recessive came from us. Mm-hmm. Right? So I believe with that said, we're in everything. So mm-hmm. you could genetics do play a part. And mm-hmm. so we should have technically, scientifically, we should have more gifts in terms of a diversity, mm-hmm. um, biodiversity within our race. Yes. To call it a race. Yeah. A color of people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, then Marshall, other other the term, the term. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Go, yes, go, yes, go, yes, go, yes, go, go ahead. 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 Go
No, I, I was gonna say. Sorry, I have a bit of delay on my side. No, no problem. But um, uh, martial arts as a whole. Now think about what martial arts mean. Mm. Um, um, Chinese Chinese is wushu, right? Yeah. So martial, which means a system, mm. an organized system of of um, of uh, rules or regulations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Organized system, right? and then arts. Art is free interpretation. So those two words together almost don't make sense, right? You right. Yeah. But when you put them together, right? They 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 kind of antagonize each other, but they work together. Martial arts is a system. Talking about the complete system from armament and formation and and and, 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 uh, and fort fort, um, you know, building forts and things like that. All mm-hmm. of that started in Africa. Yes, it did. From the bottom to the top. Yes. So you're talking from from the grappling arts all the way up to soldiers and formations and, and, and fortification mm-hmm. that started in Africa at some point in some way or the other mm-hmm. the grappling arts and this is what Devon was alluding to mm-hmm. the grappling arts have pro- proliferated in Africa and proliferated Definitely. originally Definitely. West Africa sorry yeah. originally in Africa proliferated in Africa mm-hmm. Greeks kind of took it and ran with it right but mm-hmm. wrestling started in Africa yeah mm-hmm. okay so so, uh, when you talk about you naturally gravitate toward grappling art, that's natural. That's it. That's what is, what blood. is the, That's in the blood. It's in the blood. What is the game? What is the game we play on the beaches, kids? Dashing. Dashing. What is the game called? We call it. Well, the English call it dashing. Right? Mm. The English people call it dashing. Dashing is the English word. Yes. What's the, what, what, what's the traditional name? Prapra. Devra. Prapra. Prapra is mm. the is the tradition is the traditional name. Yes. Or Priya Pri, right? Yes. So so uh so that, that wrestling art, if you if you go on YouTube right now mm-hmm. and you YouTube um Senegalese wrestling, mm-hmm. you'll see the exact same Exactly sport. Sudan, so Niger, big. or Niger, sorry, right. um, yes. Ghana. Yes. That's the big thing. They show right. on TV. You yes. see that sport <laughs> in the time, the same circle, the same rules, mm. and our slave our slave forefathers played that sport mm-hmm. here in, in, uh, when they were here. Mm-hmm. And they had to hide it, just like yes. everywhere else, just like Capoeira and, and the rest of the mm-hmm. They had to hide it and mm-hmm. turn it into, disguise it into a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened the same Now, the only part is Capoeira didn't get lost. Then, Oz yeah. got lost. Oz got lost, yeah. Proper got lost. The system got lost. Yes. All right? But... um. Uh, if you if you YouTube that right now, you go and look. It's so big in those countries. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Samsung is a is a major sponsor of yes. one of, of, of the sports. It's huge in those countries. Mm-hmm. I have a question. So for you. yeah, often is in your blood. I have a question for me. Yeah. Me and uh, Ruckers was talking about. Um, I always thought the Bahamians um, or even Caribbean people, but Bahamians would make good wrestlers. Now there's mm-hmm. a problem in that because there's a homoerotic yeah. connotation to wrestling. Yeah, because. They would like, always say, so, "Y'all like mine." Exactly, pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. I feel like Cuba didn't have that connotation. Cuba mm-hmm. has excelled pretty well. We have almost not the same genetics, but very close. Very close, yeah. Right, and if they've excelled at it, mm-hmm. right, even Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. I would think we could excel the same way. We have we built for it, right? Mm-hmm. But because of that homoerotic connotation, <laughs> how, how do we get around that? And now, <laughs> I don't want to mention any names. There's a brother because I don't want to mention any. Names. Mm, that's cool. Uh, who's in charge of the judo association. Mm-hmm. I spoke to him about this when I was in college. Mm-hmm. He came to me and said, what do we do? I gave him an idea. He took it, ran with it, forgot my name. I went to him, said, hey, come meet me. 
you forgot me again. Oh, okay. I, I, I called him again. Like somebody knew about it, and mm. they said, "Hey, I got him right here. Mm. Talk to him." I spoke to him. Yeah, man, I call you next week. Yeah, man, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. again. But he did the same thing. He tried to market that towards our people. Mm. For some reason, it shut down. Right? I don't know because he was one of those homo sets. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This brother. This brother. This brother. That, that, that's that. That's. I mean, let's be real. Listen, listen, listen. Let's be real. You got was, some. You got some instructors who's be feeling people up in these grappling sports. Mm. Not to go off track a little bit. There's a history of that in the grappling sports. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 yes. That so is true. Now, is true. so how do we shed that label so that the Bahamian youth mm. could fall no, I would say fall in love with the sport like mm. become passionate about this sport because mm. right now in the Bahamas we have what two wrestlers two, two of them went to Commonwealth yes so we have I'm gonna say two right uh, we maybe have more maybe there's, five there's, yeah, there's, there's two, about seven there's about right? seven yeah. if we had a judo school mm-hmm. we could have easily had a Greco-Roman wrestling school we mm-hmm. could easily had a freestyle wrestling school mm-hmm. in the same location mm-hmm. That was I, it was sort of marketed. So I don't think it was marketed properly, but that's not my business. Because I mean, with 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 that now, you have even more opportunities <laughs> to represent the Bahamas um, in wrestling. Definitely, no, it's there's very easy. What, what's yeah, that? Yeah, again? yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. I think I, there, there's two things. Mm-hmm. Um, to get over that, you got to educate people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and just like any form of education, you're not going to overcome all the ignorance. Mm-hmm. You're never going to overcome all of it. You just have to live with some of it because mm-hmm. it's going to be there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, a guy made a comment. I have I had a video with my kids uh, doing a Kimura on 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 our Facebook page, mm-hmm. and the guy said, "Oh, what is this? What is this gayness? What is this sin?" <laughs> sin? I'm like, Tell him, come feel it. <laughs> like, no, dude. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna. First of all. It was my daughter and a dude. So how is that gay? And secondly, yeah. <laughs> secondly, he's not a real um, insecure. He's not a real. <laughs> that's that's yeah, real daughter. Exactly. Suspect. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and it's something I had to overcome. But you know what? Maybe overcome it. Mm. The first time I got put functionality, in the, the functionality of it. Yeah. Sorry, the first sorry. time, the first time, the first time Dominic put me in a rear naked choke. Mm. This was probably eight or nine years ago. Mm. I was like, because I could dash. I know I could dash, right? Mm. So I said, I, I said, this boy can't get me down. Bop, I was down. Okay. <laughs> Once you put, them, okay. you put them hooks in? <laughs> okay. Got my back and boom, I couldn't do anything. Now, mm. once I was ready for him, I was a little better, but I still, I still couldn't do nothing with the dude. Right. Mm-hmm. So once somebody does that to you, that helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I won't be lying. That helps a little bit. Yeah. But education is education is the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would, that would be a great sport that we could implement the schools. Man, that would be so awesome if we could do that. It's an Olympic sport. Definitely. Well established. Mm-hmm. We have instructors here, and like you said, so the second side of your answer, the second part of uh, my answer to your question is the politics. Mm-hmm. Now you said judo and wrestling in the same sport. No, no, they were in the um, same in the same location because he had that. Well, this individual had a location where he right. had like a judo camp, mm-hmm. right? Right. Them being grappling. And sports. This is the thing. Uh huh. This is the thing. People want people. People act like these sports. Going back to the politics issue, mm-hmm. people act like these sports belong to them. The sport belongs to me. It, yeah. It's mine. Yeah. And I control everything that's done with it. You have to come to me to do anything with the sport. You have to come to me and 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 
Nothing happened unless I says it's going to happen. That's so, a problem. So, so brother, can nothing to happen. So, brother, can am I? See? And that's I'm, where we are. Where we are, just to pile on top of your politics <laughs> question. So that's so, where that's where why we are where we are right now. So, so is it a fair assessment to say that one of the reasons why the Bahamas is not where it is on the combat space on the combat stage is simply jealousy and. You know, man liking, liking man, pretty much. <laughs> we, have, we have ourselves in a rare naked joke. Pre- pretty much, because I mean, how how Simple. how how could you? We have ourselves in a rare naked joke. How how could you deny the glory of an entire country, the furtherment, the betterment of an entire country, because you either don't like the student, or you don't like the coach, or you don't like the instructor. Or they didn't come through me go. like I'm some fucking gatekeeper. I, I, okay, I have a question about the environment. Mm. Um, when it comes to Brother Kent's environment, now I know he owns... Uh, what's the name of the gym you own now again? Empire. Empire, yeah. Empire. I was actually there when it was Gemma. I used to work for Jan Isaacs, right? Mm. Um, ah, okay. And so there at that at that location out East Seagraves, do you ha- I know there's a martial arts school next to it, but do you have... That environment, like a martial arts setup, there, or you have your gym. Um, I, I had met you before, or I sort of met you when you was with J Line, mm. right? And it was proposed that we work okay, together, no. right? We don't have, we don't have a cage. Okay, I think I remember. Now. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. I just realized what I talking about. All right, okay. yeah. So yeah, J Line, and so I don't know. Do you still have that? Are you located at J Line still, or that cage and all that stuff is at? J- where Where is that? Where Where is your Martial arts being, is it at the gym or is it a separate entity? The, the ring in the cage right now are in storage. Now, I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad you brought this up. I, I wanted to plug this later. Mm-hmm. But we just recently got access to a warehouse. Um, and we're going to be opening, Empire Mixed Martial Arts will be opening up its own location separate from Empire okay. Fitness. Okay. okay. Empire Fitness is, is a gym, and yeah. a traditional gym, mm-hmm. you know, more for workouts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Empire Mixed Martial Arts will be different and I actually approached three the three different federations. I, I approached taekwondo, wrestling, and judo. And um, yeah, that's what, that's what I was leading towards. That's what leading towards. Yeah, okay. And I said, "Hey, man, you know, I got this sport. It's pretty big. We can. This is a sport that we can share. We can. We can. You know, we can set up and we can have. We can do business. Mm-hmm. You know, we can. We can do the stuff that we want to do. So we'll see how that goes. Now it's a long process because this government. This has to be government approved. Damn it. Um, the building. Has- it's been a, no, it's approved already. Okay, okay. That, that, right. that, took, almost, that took two years. It okay. took two years. All right. That <laughs> took two years. So it was recently approved. Okay. Now we're moving forward with this. So hopefully by the end of this year, mm-hmm. we're going to be set back up. Say moving into 2021, we're going to be set up. Mm-hmm. Bring up and the cage up and and the wall bars and the bags and all everything. So, yeah, my question was that with, with that environment, with that type of environment, which I think would be the... F- First, so, so answer with, your question, yeah. Okay. okay, with that type of environment being, it would be almost the first of its kind if it was managed um, properly saying that you had a top, like, striking coach mm-hmm. who was there, maybe if we could get the best in the country there. Mm-hmm. Top grappling coaches, uh, yeah. top uh, anything else involved, phys- uh, training, conditioning, all that stuff mm-hmm. at that institution. And... We had an environment where these these certain entities or these um, federations mm-hmm. could could be located there, and that would be great. Like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Fox Catcher. 
With who? Foxcatcher Farms. Okay, yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was run by John Dupont. He mm. made like a national, um, he made his own national team. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, I think that could be done. I think it's so, they tried to try it in boxing. It just wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Right? Uh, some individual came and tried to do it boxing, make his own national team. Mm. But I think in terms of mixed martial arts and in terms of federations, if you do it properly and you say, all right, we got the, I don't know, Karate Federation, Taekwondo Federation, mm-hmm. Judo, no, nah, not Judo, Wrestling Federation. <laughs> um, <laughs> In that same in that same spot, you have an official like headquarters for fighting sports in the Bahamas. Now, whereas you have to you like you, you, you have to succeed. Exactly. Now, I would think. My 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 question that's, that's then. The idea. That's, my, that's the idea. My question then for both of you is, um, where does boxing fit in that? Or, or, uh, or boxing does, but see, the problem boxing you got to deal with politics. Fuck. Boxing has a national team. <laughs> okay. Has a national stadium. All right. All right. right? It, yeah. it, uh, but if you if you could get that involved and say, hey, hmm. um, we would like the national, we like to invite the national team to train here. That hmm. see that helps iron sharpen iron in that situation. Okay. But now, politics it, does play. In in a case like that, if it doesn't work, can this separate federation still produce boxes? Definitely, Out, outside definitely. of definitely, but okay. they, uh, see, our country isn't run like that. Though. Mm. Like the ideal way to run it would be like a Cuban farm system, where they have a Cuban pyramid. Okay. So you have local competitions until mm. those local competitions are enough to are, are good enough to compete in regional competitions. Okay. You compete regionally. You don't go to no world championships yet. Mm. You compete regionally mm-hmm. until they're good enough to compete internationally. You don't okay. go to the big ones yet. Still, mm. when they're good enough for that. Then you go to so that's maybe a four or five year, six, seven year plan mm. that it has to start. Say it started from now, mm. six, seven years from now, mm-hmm. you would have a crew of an of Olympic level athletes. Okay. Right? The reason we only have one or two or three or four because they take and they invest in themselves or their parents invest mm-hmm. in them and send them off and, mm-hmm. and do different stuff and they mm-hmm. can do that. Boxing doesn't have this foundation. Uh, if any sport found this had this foundation, mm-hmm. it'd have to be like so say karate right now. Or the Taekwondo. Mm. Um, karate so broad. All right, so the Taekwondo. Say we had local competitions until they were good. So every weekend. Mm. We we don't have to even be that official. You get everybody a book. Like in Cuba, they give you a paper book. Mm. Like they make themselves. Mm. And you give everybody a record book. Mm-hmm. And you have tournaments. At the end of six months, you have a ranking system. Okay. Right? With that ranking system, you say, okay, um, we, can, we, can, we are good enough to compete. Uh, regionally mm-hmm. with the best ranked ones. Okay. So you take them and you compete. You, they're still competing locally, mm-hmm. but you take them and compete them regionally and then okay. tell they're that good and they, now they have an official book, mm-hmm. right? Then we say, okay, let's let's graduate. Let's graduate. Boxing doesn't have that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Or I don't, I'm not sure if even any of our actual sports have that. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm not sure. I, okay. I, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, what, what would you yeah, say to that, Ken? I'll tell you. Um, traditional martial arts have in an attempt to um, bring some action back to the sports. When I, when I was a kid, we had tournaments every month. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's kind of, that's re- that they, two or three years ago, a group of instructors got together and that has grown to now. And they, they, they've just done it unofficially to try to avoid the politics, but of course, politics is still there. Mm-hmm. Me as president of the Martial Arts Federation, what I, what I, I met with them and I told them, listen, let me let last year what we did was I created exactly what you just said a fighting circuit with a soaring system and we ran it through and we we, we named and champions for 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, now we haven't had 
any major events for 2020 because of COVID and everything going on. But yeah. That was the idea of going forward mm-hmm. to, try to raise the bar and raise the level of competition and raise the frequency of competition because mm-hmm. Experience. you got to have competition if you want to produce, if you want to produce top level athletes, you got to have competition. You know, in track and field, in, tra- in track season, how much, how much track meets they have? A ton. Almost, <laughs> almost yeah, every week. Man. Yeah, shit. Yeah. But, here, but, but, but you know what? Being around those guys, I'm, I'm fortunate to be around a lot of different sports. Mm. You know why? One of the major reasons why they have a venue that they have access to from mm. little to nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Well, Number I don't think two, that's that hot. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. You, you don't think what? I, I didn't. I, I was saying, I don't think that's that hard to get it. Like, it doesn't have to be the biggest deal. Mm. In other countries, no, they no, f- no. What, uh, I, what I'm saying is, uh-huh. what I'm saying is, there's there's a lot of complication at times with getting the appropriate venue to do what you need to do. What I'm saying is, right? a lot of okay. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. But well, I mean, a lot of times you gotta you gotta you gotta settle for. Um, one of the DW Davis gyms or something like that. Not mm. even that if big. You, if you get candlelight, that's great. Huh? I don't even think it has to be that big. Like, I, what I'm saying, a lot yes, of these tournaments... It does. I, when you talk about it development for a development for athletes, mm-hmm. I think once you have a, a ring or a cage, they go in there and they fight. You mm-hmm. have ref, you have three judges, mm-hmm. and they fight, and you can get a bunch of fights done. No, we're talking about, we're talking about two different things. We're oh, sorry, about, sorry. We're talking about two different sports. I'm talking about traditional martial arts. Oh, sorry, okay, sorry, okay, sorry, okay. sorry. I didn't... Okay, okay. okay I got you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. When, I, when I had my tournament at Atlantis, we had 19 rings. Mm. Okay, wow. You understand yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, so, so, that's, so, that, so, you, so that's a whole different story. So in, in traditional martial arts, we usually we try, we try to run at least three rings. If you don't run three rings, even with 80 athletes, uh-huh. you'll be there all day. Yeah, you'll be there shit. all day. If you run yeah, right, right, boy. Right, right. Okay? You'll be there for two days. Mm-hmm, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. So, so you gotta have three rings if you're gonna have say eighty or more, eighty to hundred, and anything more than hundred, you, you need a you need a bigger sport. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. For that sport, especially with a lot of kids and parents, are you trying to get everything done in one day and, and as quickly as possible? Definitely. You need the appropriate you need the appropriate venue. Now, for a sport like MMA, which is a tournament where you can have one ring, mm-hmm. even though that will take long, but even if you have one or two rings. Yeah, you can run a tournament or a fight show, which is a totally different yeah, story. Yeah, like in Chicago, like growing up in Chicago, what mm. we did, we had this place called um, uh, Road 66, Route 66. You used mm-hmm. to go fight there, right? Mm-hmm. Fight there every Saturday. Mm. They'd say, okay, we put on 10 fights every Saturday. Mm. You go there, you bring in your fighters, you weigh them in, and you had this group of coaches. They're taking match day fighters. If you use one in 10 that week, you you, you, you fight good. Better, yeah. If you weren't, you weren't. And they yeah. just did that every week. There wasn't. They didn't care if there was a crowd. Mm. They, once they had a ref, they had... It just what happened so everybody ended up getting good because they fought every week okay or every other week at least once a month mm. so it wasn't like the biggest like right yep. now where ray was located i don't know if he's still located there at the wolf road um i think Epic i think battery. it's i think his um facility is still there all right so even if you had like just matches every saturday you just have one ref you say hey bro i need 10 matches mm-hmm. you have three ra- three judges we need 10 matches done mm. and they just fight 10 Ten fights every week—that's yeah. about an hour of your time. Yeah, pretty much. Right? Uh, and yes, sir. His defense—he did that, you know. Mm. Now, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. That I don't that, know why it's not going on. He did it uh, maybe once every couple months. I'm talking about like every. He did that back in the day, every mm. week. 
Mm-hmm. Back in the day, Ray was Ray was <laughs> on point. I understand his motivation is gone, but yeah. if we can copy that again, mm. that'd be great. But okay. back in the day, you was fighting every week with Ray, and you mm. fight sometimes twice a day. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, so yeah, Ray was serious. Point, point, point taken. Point taken. Point <laughs> yeah. taken. I think. I think once we. I think. I think this maybe we can establish that once because this place is big enough for that, mm-hmm. and I think once we get up and running, that we can actually we can actually facilitate that. I think we can. Okay. Um, well, we, we're coming towards um, the end of this particular episode. There are three more points or questions that I do want to cover. Um, the first thing, I want to take it more to the um, local and, you know, for lack of a better term, the street side of it, the, the everyday man side of it. I'm sure all of us have heard this phrase in some way, shape or form. That karate, that kung fu, that bullshit don't work. I pull out my gun for y'all niggas, right? Uh, the first person I want to get a response from is Leonard, okay? So, Leonard, listen carefully. Someone comes to you, because I know this has happened to you. Someone comes to you and say, but you studied a karate shit? Because, you know, for Bahamians, everything is karate. Yeah, you're right. But you, you studied a karate shit? Yeah, but a karate shit don't work, but I, I pull out my gun on you. What is your response? You gotta get to your gun. <laughs> that no, for real, I, I've had that said to me uh, mm. numerous times, and they up in my face. And I'm, mm. one, you gotta get to your gun, bro. Mm. And the mere fact that I see you reaching, mm-hmm. my attack can be even severe. Mm. I might have just not try and knock like you the fuck out. Point. Yeah, mm. I might have tried and knock you the fuck out just for trying some shit. Mm. But because I know you got a gun. Mm. <laughs> you're trying to end life I, I gotta kill you mm. because I don't know you trying to kill me mm. off of some dumb shit or whatever mm-hmm. but mostly my response my response is if it's like that is you gotta get to your gun first mm-hmm. or try me mm. okay no for real no, if you, I, 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 if I you think this shit don't work try me mm. I mean eyes a fat motherfucker try me <laughs> no that I got nothing to do no, with again no that, that's what that's all they looking at is eyes a fat motherfucker they, mm. yeah, they, Try me. They look at, they look at physical yeah. characteristics. Like, oh. I got a big belly. I got skinny legs and skinny hands. Mm-hmm. Try me. All right. Let me let me let me test it. I ain't a chance to test it out yet, you know. I ain't a chance yet, but try me. So okay, but I, I want to take it to you, Lavar. Uh-huh. Um, I've even heard it said. You know, when we at the gym, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, just just to give y'all a little story. Um, uh, Lavar and I both um, train and teach at the same gym, and you know we decided you know we were gonna try to combine our forces. A an, an idiot, because that's what we can call him. Yeah. An idiot had the nerve to go to Lavar and say to him, he thinks he could take on Lavar, like he could. He was basically putting out a yeah. challenge, and I'm saying to myself, first of all, the fuck kind of crack is you smoking? And secondly, it's like, you know, like, where's the respect if you don't know a man call himself, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, yeah. so, so I, I want you to talk a little bit about that, Laval. Like, you no, know, I, I, in that situation, I think that brother needed guidance. I spoke to him as to guide him. I was hmm. like, hey, brother, listen, honestly, <laughs> I don't think you're ready for what you no, just put out I, there. I just I said, I don't think you're ready, but if you feel that you are, <laughs> if you feeling froggy yeah, yeah i mean i mean come the next day but honestly i spoke to him like out of a place of a young dude mm, maybe mm. just a little lost remember he said his head wasn't too good no. so i was like i was like all right i thought you was talking about when i was doing all the sparring with like uh 
Alfie and all that. Oh, double that too. And yes. The people yes. outside like, but I ain't gonna work on that, me. Yes, that right? too. That um, too. but I was, gonna, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, but with him, I, it was just guidance, and I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of these young dudes, they just need guidance. They can say all this garbage or whatever, mm-hmm. but then they respect it. When I get that comment, but I ain't gonna work on me. That, that, mm-hmm. I just pull up my gun. Up. I used to take that as like 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 a like a strike. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I deadly. Yes. Like, I remember, like, right after I won Carifto, mm. one of my boys on the corner, uh, my cousin was saying, but you think you ready for me? He's like, babe, I'll, I'll stop him, but you stupid. Right? And I was like, that's what you have to resort to. Yes. Right? So that means it mm-hmm. works. They know it works mm-hmm. because that's what they'll have to resort to. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, if you if I, if I you roll up on me or you have some beef with me, you don't have that gun or whatever, you got to take your legs and keep mm-hmm. going, bro. Exactly. Right? So with that brother, he just needed guidance. Mm-hmm. And his, his attitude is different now. Mm-hmm. It's more of that. When I see him, it's more of that of respect. Like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I could have just took him out. But at the end, we losing the war in that sense. Yeah. I could have just said, hey, you know what? Love up. Yeah. Losing the war, then he can hate me, mm. and yeah, <laughs> and he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna never want to actually learn something. Mm. And so yeah, I, I looked at him and that. And I did want to talk about that instance too with yeah. with Alfie them, you know, because you heard it and I heard it. Yeah, but you did that boxing shit. I don't, I don't think that'll work on you. But then I remember you threw out the challenge. Said, "Come lace up." Then. Exactly. No, bro, I gotta go. No man, I gotta go home, but. <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all niggas like mine, but yeah, I, I, corn beef on the stove. Bro. Yeah, but I mean, my woman waiting for me. Like, really, motherfucker, really? But they, I remember that. So I, know, I think that you get that a lot, especially in I feel in martial arts. I think you get it. Yeah, we 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 do actually. And yeah. speaking of that, now I want to throw to Kent. Kent, um, I was there on a few occasions when that was said to you. So, but I want you to talk a little bit about how you respond to uh, bullshit challenges like that. Well, again, my, my response was the same. Um, where your gun is? And there's only two answers. There's only, there's only two answers to that question. Mm-hmm. One answer, if you say you're gun, well, you know, you're gonna. If, if first of all, if they if they start stammering, that mm-hmm. means they don't have it. No, they don't have it. So, so I say to the guy, and I think I think you're standing with me that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, I said, what makes you think I'm gonna allow you to touch your gun? Mm-hmm. And the guy had no response for me. Exactly, I remember that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to allow you to touch your gun. No. You think you can get your gun before I kill you? Give mm. it a try. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. You, you can't, I guarantee you, you can't do it. Okay. No. Uh, in, in in Chinese sandal, you know, uh, uh, everyone, we like to spike people. Yes. We like to draw people on their head. Yes. They'd be love to do that in, in sandal. That's a three-point maneuver. Yes. So as soon as you reach your gun... I'm gonna grab you and I'm gonna turn you upside down. I'm gonna spike you on the ground. Butt up. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm saying, sorry, go ahead, bro. No, no, I was telling you, you had a nice hollow sound. A head hitting the floor, a nice hollow. You give that punch your grandmaster, say you gotta punch, pass him. Pass him. Pass him. But you see, the thing is, and this is. And I think that wrong. We got, we got into this discussion again with this person. It was kind of got into a little argument. Mm. Uh, I said, I think I said to him, you know, if you got to go for your gun to deal with me, you're a coward. Exactly. You're a coward. Yes. If you have to deal, if you have to get a gun to deal with me, that just tells me one, I'm dangerous, and two, you're a coward. Exactly. That's what that tells me. So, and by the way, you're the only person with a gun. It, ah, see, we was gonna get to that because <laughs> one of the things I don't quite understand when Bahamians in particular ask that question. First of all. What makes you think I don't have one? Mm. Like, listen, I might have had a long day. I really ain't in the mood to fight. Like, a plam, okay? Yeah, like, we, we, 
We could, like Tupac said on the song, we could do this like gangsters and slug it out, or we could do this like punks and punk it out. Yeah. Okay. So we really ain't going through all of that. And what I've, I, both of you mentioned um, um, before, um, the fact that they have to rely on a weapon to like, that kind of boosts their morale. Like they, they trying to get to that space. Mm. They already anticipate you being. Exactly. So, you know, um, the way he can't handle that situation, we, we, he was talking about it, it always impressed on me the kind of way to answer that question. And I ask that because I find a lot of times people who train, who claim to be trained fighters or trained martial artists or coaches or instructors, they don't even know how to answer that question. But yeah. that's something that's going to be asked asked of, of you daily all the time all the time so mm-hmm. if you don't have a, a good answer for that or a respectable answer for that that kind of puts some damage on the whatever combat sport or martial art you are studying and but it's subjective too because what they deem as a respectable answer too because you could mm-hmm. say hey bro uh why don't you come learn mm-hmm. like but use a punk but you come Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, touch me five I, I won't touch you but you're a punk but <laughs> it depends it depends on the person too <laughs> yeah 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 okay so I want to move on to um, the second to the last point um, we've talked a lot about you know fighting martial art uh, philosophy things things like that these subjects are normally pertaining to men. Uh-huh. So I, I want to talk. Let's let's start first with you, Lavar. Um I have met a lot of great female martial artists and fighters. Yes. I have learned a lot mm-hmm. from female fighters mm-hmm. who were kind enough to teach me. And sometimes again there's a little masculine ego thing going on. So I want to take it from two aspects. Firstly, for any women that may have an interest in, for example, for boxing for you mm-hmm. and then for martial arts for Kent, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them if they're thinking about starting? Like, what 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 beginner's Definitely. advice would you give for, um, for, for women? I, I actually had gotten into this with the same individual who was mm-hmm. in charge of judo and this is how I told him to market his stuff. Well, we were supposed to market it as such, but mm-hmm. I was throwing out the idea. <laughs> Um, that's why I was telling him that's to, why it didn't work by the yeah, way yeah I, I I was telling him market it as self-defense towards young girls mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. six seven eight mm-hmm. by the time they've done it three years you have the option of just taking that marsh that thing that you learned to defend yourself and you market it to their parents as defense against rape defense against abuse defense against whatever mm-hmm. right and by the time they reach 10 years old they're already at some elite at some level mm-hmm. if you're a good coach an elite level by four years mm-hmm. right to say we can take this in the sports aspect mm-hmm. the Olympic aspect mm-hmm. you market to it as that mm-hmm. and you'll have tons of girls mm-hmm. so if you're a girl and I feel I feel all women mm-hmm. should know how to defend them well, yes being my sisters and my wife and mm-hmm. stuff like that and my children mm-hmm. I feel that they all need to know how to defend themselves mm-hmm. because there's going to be a time you're going to wish somebody was like, say you have no self-defense mm. and you can't find a mind. You're going to wish you knew something, yes. something, anything to yes. help you. Yes. Right. Yes. And how many examples have we seen on YouTube or whatever that some dude jump up in one girl face or he harm one girl. He trying to rape one girl and they mm. end up beat, they end up getting the crap beat out of them. Yes. Right. 
you're not going to go up to Ronda Rousey and be like, hey, give me this bongi out. And, and smack her. Yeah, and, no, you're not going to do that's that. That's not She can break your arm. <laughs> right? You're not going to do no. that. It's not going to happen. So You definitely ain't trying that shit with Clarissa Shields. Exactly. She'll so, punch your head exactly. clean the fuck so off. I feel, I feel that I, I feel that it, it's elemental mm. to be in a, like as a woman these days with mm. the way things going. Yes. As anybody. But I feel if it's my child, mm. she can know how to do something, bro. Something, she yeah. can, she, you, that's a bag of, <laughs> bag of marbles you take. <laughs> like, you, you ain't ready for coming out of no, that bag right no, now. No, so, no. so I think, yeah, I think that very much so. I think that's very important. I think, mm. yeah, you have to, the, my advice um, find a good instructor. Mm. It don't have to be the best one. Mm. Get one that gives you time, mm. maybe three, four hours a day, mm. every day or however much you go into them, but gives you gives you time. Because mm. you go to these big schools and stuff like that, you never see the instructor. You're like, yeah, he you, dealing it, with the better guys or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you, he, he, he might, he, you might get like five minutes five of his minutes, time. Five minutes, right? Yeah. My biggest problem with people going to train with Freddie Roach, who's a boxing coach, mm. is people pay this money, they go to train with Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach training, De La Hoya training, mm. Manny Pacquiao he training this one. He might spend two minutes, hey, how you doing? That's mm. it. That's it. Right? Why go to him? Mm. Go to this dude who's going to give you four hours a day. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And if he's good, you're going to get good. Same mm-hmm. thing with a lady. If she finds a dude who's going to, or a, a trainer. Sorry, a trainer, sorry. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. It. You know, this is the Bahamas. Yeah. Right? So, so <laughs> if you find this trainer that can give you a couple hours a day, or just even 30 minutes of their time mm-hmm. to just teach you, mm-hmm. then you you won. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, but can't we have talked about this before. I know one of your um, goals and dreams was to have a female fighter represent the Bahamas. So, but take it yeah. from your from your standpoint. Um, what is it that you? What message would you want to get out to women who are thinking about it or interested in combat sports? Oh, it's not even not nothing to think about. Um, Obviously, every every woman, especially in this day and age, um, needs needs to know needs to know how to how to um, defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, I'm of the I am of the I am of the biased opinion mm-hmm. that um, skill will outdo brute strength every day. Definitely, you know, definitely any, any day. So. <laughs> I'm saying bias because I don't think there's no scientific test that ever proved that, but that's what I believe. But mm-hmm. um, nevertheless, there are, like 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 uh, like you said, there are magnificent female coaches, yes. female instructors, yes. female fighters, yes. female martial artists yes. out there, female warriors all mm. throughout history. Yes. Uh, so those are the th- those things probably need to be talked about a lot more and and exposed to our young girls more. But they need to know that you can be strong, you can be able to defend yourself, and you can still be a lady. Mm. I think the market is open for that. Well, the market usually kind of kind of leans that once you fight, once you do a sport like that, like like fight sports, you got to be butch about it. Oh, no, but I think you, we have examples of women who don't. Well, no, not really. But I mean, not here in the Bahamas. I, I, I mean, some some can, do look a little butch. The majority, but the majority of the women, <laughs> in the like, no, think about it now. Think mm. about it now. The majority of women in the sport, like the majority now, mm-hmm. especially mm. in MMA, mm. uh-huh. come off if they're not butch. Because I mean, let let's be all the way real. 
I can only think of a handful of only a handful, right? Well, no, UFC I, fighters that yeah, that don't look. I, the, no, I can think of a little bit more than a handful, but I think. But I mean, the okay. majority. He's right. The majority he, do look a little. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, it, it took bull daggerish. I think my thing is my thing is my thing is the perception. It's just, it's yeah. just, it's just the yeah. perception. I think you can be strong. You can even have muscles and still be feminine. You yes, mean, um, definitely. Yes. But you don't have to have There's muscles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A certain degree, mm. but you can still be strong and be and be feminine and, and represent as a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important that young girls uh, understand that. But these track and field athletes more big and strong than any MMA fighter you ever seen. Hey, I mean, boy. I've seen so I don't want, like I said I don't want to say any names, mm. but I've been away with some of these athletes. And they huge. Yeah. They huge, hey, right? Listen, listen. And anybody get they bigger than they bigger they bigger than any judoka. They bigger than any any female wrestler. Mm. They bigger than any taekwondoka. They bigger mm. than all of them. And you're like, so what? What, what are we? What are we scared of? If they run in track, which is a dainty sport, women, yeah. right? Unless you're doing long distance, where mm. they probably are small. Mm. Most of them look strong, like huge. Then and uh, let's 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 be real. Um, y'all can say what y'all want. But when Pauline Davis and them is running for the Bahamas, the Golden Girls, they was fine to me, bro. I they were sexy as I, fuck. I, 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 I have seen really? a couple of those yes. in person. They were very nice. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know this whole <laughs> thing about, you know, even, not even just fighting, just sports in general. You know, there's, the, 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 there's a lack of femininity or, or, I mean, it's all, or it's, attractiveness. It's, it's, it's subjective. It's, it's, it's what... I feel I know who the fuck tell y'all that it's shit. It's subjective. It's subjective. Yeah, I, I, let's, I, let's be real. I, I'm there's, putting there's, it... I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. Um, I don't know what her relationship status is now, but I know growing up, I had a crush on Savatita Fines. Ooh, she was like, she's from boy. Copastan, Kamako. Ooh, she was, boy, she was good looking that boy. Yes, yes. Yeah, she was. Yes, Lord. All right. Let me stop. Let me stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're getting, getting Yeah, let's let's stop right now. Um but I, I, I do want to then take that and I'm glad that the three of you are here with me now because there's something else I do want to address that I think relates to women, but also to the three of you as well. Three of you have children, mm-hmm. okay? Obviously, the three of you would want your children to know how to defend yourselves. Definitely. Now, a lot of times I've seen parents, you know, they want their child to learn to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there's going to be some pain and discomfort that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. As soon as there is the first inkling of that, they pull the child out. That's Bahamian culture now. So, but but now, um, let's start with you, Brother Leonard. When it comes to your son learning some sort of self-defense, try to help me to understand why when the pain and discomfort um, element kicks in, what is the mindset for a father like yourself seeing... For example, if you were to put your child in a martial art class mm-hmm. and let's say they have a little class tournament and there there's some kumite or some sparring involved mm-hmm. and your son might get hit mm-hmm. and it's a, everything is 
you know, above board and legal, but you see that he is in pain. Mm. T- take me through that that mindset for me as a father, from well, your standpoint. It's just a parent parental instinct. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Is I see my son getting hurt. Mm-hmm. It, it could be inside a dojo, mm-hmm. inside a tongue, or it could be on the streets. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow anybody to beat up on my son. That's from a father's perspective, from a parent's perspective. But from a parent who has also... I had a shared blood in class. I didn't. Mm. I didn't cry in class. <laughs> I didn't get. Bought, I didn't get slammed. I didn't get dropped and things mm. like that. Looking at it from that perspective, mm. I understand why he in pain. Mm. But uh, just like for me, mm. the pain prepared me for other things. So is is it is it diff, too difficult for some parents to make that? It is transition. Like, like I said, it is because um, per- parenting is mm. instinct. Mm. You see your child getting hurt, mm-hmm. you run to the rescue. I's daddy, I's mommy, I can save you. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. That's instinct. You, mm-hmm. you you have no other choice. That as a parent, that's gonna rise in you. Mm-hmm. You can't escape that. Mm-hmm. What helps with that is when you understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like young the fella right here who's mm-hmm. in boxing, mm-hmm. he see his son take a, a right hook, his son mm-hmm. go down. Per- parenting mm-hmm. says, go save him. Mm-hmm. The boxer in him, the uh, the martial artist in him, be like, <laughs> I remember my first hawk I, t- I take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get up. Yeah. 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 Get up. Be a yeah. man. He can make you a man. Mm-hmm. Your son get up. Uh, you go home. You'll take a ride home. You talk to me. You're going to have plenty more of them. You're going to have plenty <laughs> okay. more of them. What I can yeah. tell you to do is keep mm-hmm. the guard up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's the boxer speaking. Mm-hmm. The parent is like, my son just get hurt. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, no matter what you do, you can't turn that off. Okay. Well, like, I, I don't think it's a matter like, of turning it off. I think it's a matter of, um, sometimes I struggle with helping parents to understand that. No, actually, you can't do that. You, mm. you can't, they have to want that. Mm. Like right now, I'm 30, I'm 31. Mm. My mother's 60. Mm. Up to this day, my mommy still thinks she could beat me. <laughs> Rightfully so, because I can swing. Yeah. I, I can just take it. Mm. But then again, my mommy don't want to see me get 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 hurt. Mm-hmm. She would have a sixty year old slow moving ass would still try to come and defend me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a parent. Mm-hmm. You can't. Nothing can stop right. that. Nothing mm-hmm. can go against that. That is written in DNA mm-hmm. for every human, even animals. Yes, that yes. is written in hum, in DNA. In DNA. Mm-hmm. So to say, someone to turn it off or cause someone to understand, no, they have to understand. What they want mm. at the child at, 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 a, at a child at a young age, you have to understand what they want for their child. Mm-hmm. I'm putting my son in martial arts. There is a high percent chance he may take a foot to the mouth. Mm. He may get he may get punched out. There's mm-hmm. a chance he may get knocked out. Mm-hmm. These are the things before, and I think um, teachers should understand this first uh, uh, and speak with the the parents because mm-hmm. parents I want my son to learn this and this and that and this and that mm-hmm. yeah that's all fine and dandy now let's sit down and have a real 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 conversation, conversation yeah. there is what there, to expect yeah mm-hmm. there is, you, you can't expect for your child coming home being bruised up mm-hmm. you can't expect for your child to come home with a trophy mm-hmm. you can expect you can you you have to expect all these things mm-hmm. he may come but expect a black yeah eye he may come mm-hmm. home with a black eye he mm-hmm. may come home crying mm-hmm. he may come home mad at the teacher but mm-hmm. at the end of the day if you want this for your child, you push your child in that area, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you, if your t- if your child has a r- has the right teacher, mm-hmm. he will be successful in learning. I'll I'll add on to this too. Before we jump to Laval, um, he might have that gift 
damn, he might just he might just be a gifted brawler, yeah. a so, gifted fighter. I mean, if, if he, how are you I'm, ever gonna find I, out? Like, how are you ever gonna find out? Like, for me personally, I never, I always wanted to learn martial arts, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until I became up in age and I met Ruckus, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Like, I may not be good at executing the moves, but I have a gift where almost like a they're, they're, photogenic they're, memory. You mm-hmm. pick it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's me. Mm-hmm. I want to move, move on to you, LeVar. Um, being, ha- having seen the level of competition you've seen uh-huh. and then also having children, uh-huh. like, help me kind of understand. Yeah, you, the, you, you have two thoughts. Um, is it beneficial? Mm-hmm. Is the pain he's going through beneficial for him? Mm-hmm. Uh, either now or in the future or is it not? There's mm-hmm. some things you have to learn. Mm-hmm. You have you're gonna have to learn what a real punch feels like, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna have to learn maybe if you're doing martial arts, mm-hmm. what getting taken down feels like, mm-hmm. what a throw feels like. But is it beneficial? Okay, right at the point um, where my child is looking at me and like, say, if your child looks at you mm-hmm. in the middle of a fight and he looks at you and you have that look and he's like, I don't, I don't want this. Uh, yeah. It's time for you to take him out, mm-hmm. right? Because anytime I've ever gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. My, my focus was on the guy in the ring. Mm-hmm. If I ever had to look outside and be like, if, if, I, if I ever had to do that, mm-hmm. I guarantee your parent would be like, hey, listen, I don't care, whatever it is, it done. it done. I've come to that point mm-hmm. when it came to weight, um, making weight, mm-hmm. right? Cutting weight. Mm-hmm. Cutting weight is an experience that I don't want my child to ever have to go through. Okay. Cutting weight, maybe healthily where you're cutting five pounds, mm-hmm. but I was a dude who used to cut like 35, 40 pounds in two, two weeks. Shit. Right? So... That type of weight cut, you close to death. And mm. I remember a couple of times, my, my mother pulled me out and she pulled me out for, uh, I think, a couple months. Mm. She's like, nah, you sit down, get your head right. Mm-hmm. My dad was so primary, they wanted me to go to 125 pounds, right? Wow. At that time, I, was probably, not, I probably naturally was weighing 155 and I, I had a problem making 132 pounds. Mm-hmm. But they wanted me to go to 125 pounds. And I was trying and my dad was like, nah. Mm. Nah, this, this, it, 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 it ain't get, worth it. It gets to a point bro, where you, you. I was having cognitive problems, bro. I was like, yeah. I was having like real problems, like health problems mm-hmm. because of this. And, and he's it, like, it, it, it's not worth it. Yeah, he's like, at the point at that time, I had to listen to him. Like, mm-hmm. I was really sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at that point, yeah, that wasn't beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I'll always give Valentino Knowles and his father, uh, Mark Knowles, mm-hmm. the props because they wanted Valentino to go down to uh, 60 kg, which is 132 pounds. Mm-hmm. His dad was like, no. He's good at 141 pounds. He'll be champion 141 pounds. If you mm-hmm. don't want him at that weight, we'll go somewhere. Else. We'll, we'll he'll just go pro. Okay. And he did that, and he became Pan Am champion in games, CAC mm-hmm. champion. He, he got all these accolades. I think he won. He won medals at the Commonwealth Games. Mm-hmm. He had all these accolades at 141 pounds because his parents stood up and said, "No, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen." So at that point, when you see that's not beneficial for my child, mm-hmm. that's actually going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. That's when you have to jump in and say, "Yeah, that's enough." But if it's mm-hmm. like just actual current pain that's going to teach him to be. Life ain't easy in this world for our children, <laughs> right? Yeah. You and have children. Worse. Yeah. Like, I went to the Olympic trials with a dude from Colombia, not to mm. go off off key too much. Mm. I they had a, a documentary on him after like a year later. Mm. I saw his house. Mm. He lived in it was it was two walls. Mm. The rest was like covered with tarp, and mm. he, that was it. That was his house. He lived there with his mom, his dad, his daughter, a bunch of people living that one. I'm gonna call it a shelter, mm. right? Mm. And that was, he came to Olympic trials with me. Your child has to go against that dude. Mm. You think he worried about a little pain? No, so. No, so. So if mm. you want your child to be successful at, mm. at any level, because you have these dudes who in business. Yes. Who've gone through that pain. Mm. They worry about any pain. This, this will teach you, your child, to overcome pain at any capacity. Mm. Or try to overcome pain at any capacity. 
um, through martial arts. Mm. So I think it's it's at one point it's elemental. It's 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 a necessity, mm. but it can go overboard and, and become detrimental. Detrimental. Yeah. But it can't. I want you to speak to that. Also being an instructor, also being a competitor, and also having children yourself. Um, kind of speak to that for me. How do you? The best way to explain to a parent that the pain is necessary. Um, to be honest with you, I just when I've had to do that, and I, I I'm happy to say I have experience with that. Mm-hmm. But I've never. I'm also happy to say that I've never had children that have. Uh, I've never had any injuries with my kids. Mm. My kids spar. I've had my kids spar MMA, MMA rules. Mm-hmm. And I've never had any injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, with with the proper, ins- my parents trust me, mm-hmm. and some of them watch me. Some of them trust me off of other people saying that I can be trusted, and some just they just automatically trust you. They just give you that trust automatically, which is which is risky in these days. But yes, that's something that that's something that's very important to me as an instructor. I take take I take being an instructor very seriously. So. So that's something that I take, um, you know, I take great pride in and I take great care for. Mm-hmm. Um, we make sure we wear all the proper equipment. We mm-hmm. make sure things are favorable. Um, if you, you broke up on us on a lot. Say it again for me, please. Yeah, I'm saying I've, you've seen me referee a match before. Yes, I have. And you know you can you know that I'm not afraid to get between anybody. No. So, being a skilled judge or instructor, coach, whatever, mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. especially especially in martial arts, you because you know with kids they don't always understand break. No. So you have to you have to get. I mean, you can't you can't be scared to get between two kids. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, you can't take a kick from one of your kids. And, but even if it's adults, mm-hmm. I still get in the middle. If I get punched, I get punched. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to get hit, but. Um, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be on point. You gotta be very much involved mm-hmm. because when I take a kid in my class or any person in my class is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Anybody I travel with, remember when we, the first time we traveled to fight as a team, I took Neil with us. And I think Neil was probably, he fought in the junior division. He was yes, 11 yes, years that, old. He yeah. Fought. I remember that. It's his parents sent him with me, dude. Like I never met his parents face to face. They spoke to him on the phone. Wow. They sent him to Orlando with me. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So I was so on edge. Like I was like, if I if it's one person I got to bring back, it's this kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, man. He fought nine fights. I remember that. He fought nine fights. Yeah. And he won all nine of his fights. And yes. he won. He didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. He, and, you know. So, but I was. What I'm saying is, again, as an instructor. You got to be able to establish that confidence with your with the parents or the guardian mm-hmm. that, hey, I am I am I am their partner. I am their guardian also. Mm-hmm. You find being you know? a doctor and helps I, with their. I confidence? think that does add some comfort. Okay. It, it does. Yeah. Like if anything happened, doc get them straight. Get them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Mm. Being being a, you know what you know what being a, and this may sound weird to you guys. Mm. But knowing anatomy and knowing Very biomechanics and yes. physiology mm-hmm. has really helped me as a grappler. Mm-hmm. It's helped me as it's helped me as a coach, and it's helped me as a grappler, as a fighter. Mm. 
Because if I know a guy can't throw a punch fast from a certain position or a certain angle, like I know he can't do it. Mm. Even if he's trying to pretend like he could do it, I know he can't. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Yes. And that, so there's things like that. I can see an injury before it happens a lot of times. Mm. I can recognize when a person is out on their feet. Mm. Uh, things things like that. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm also a certified fight doctor. Mm. Okay. Definitely. I was certified by the New York Commission. Okay. Oh, okay, right. So, Real yeah. Deal. So, um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I actually went and did the course and did the training and all of that. So, I mean, like, so, 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 all of that helps. Mm -hmm. But even if you don't have none of that stuff, even if you have none of that stuff, if you if you're engaged with your parents, engaged with your students, mm -hmm. and you you you're able, you want to put your neck on the line for your reputation. Mm -hmm. I think you that's at least a step towards being uh, comfortable and safe as an instructor. Okay. And that's really the biggest concern okay. for the federation that really is mm. producing safe schools and safe instructors. Mm. And I, I just wanted to to plug in there for parents that are thinking about involving their child in, you know, any kind of combat sport. Um, do your research, do your homework about the person you are going to ask around, ask around, ask, around. ask questions. Yeah, and depending on the kind of answers you get, would definitely help you determine where it is. Ask the kids. Ask, ask the kids too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So so don't be That's afraid. True. That's true. That's very true. Because children in always, That's how I always operate. I used to tell the parents, ask the other children, mm. see how they feel. Take them in the corner, ask them secretly. That would, yeah. You know how they feel. Do, do that. Okay, now we've come to the last question. Um, I want to thank everyone that's been a part of the discussion so far. Um this is one of the best discussions we've had to date. <laughs> really liking this. Is there a a time, um, or is there is there ever a moment when uh, you have to use deadly force? I know the question might sound simple, but um, with with a lot of us, when we learn certain techniques, certain styles, um, certain strikes, things like that. In sparring and in analyzing the technique in your mind, you realize, whoa, there's this this is a there's a deadly technique. This is a deadly punch or strike. This is a deadly takedown. In all of your minds, is there ever a time to use that technique? Or is it just good enough to have it in the back of your mind? Like, yeah, I could kill a nigga with this, but I choose not to. I'm going to start with you, Leonard. Is there ever, in your mind, is there ever a time where deadly force is necessary? Hell yeah. And when is that? <laughs> your life in danger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, simple view. That's good. No existential crises there. I mean, no, was like, bro, yup. If you yep. ain't trying to kill me, you just... You know, you're just feeling yourself tonight. You're probably drunk or whatever, mm. and you swing at me. I don't see no immediate threat. Mm. If I can block it, I block it. If I can't block it, I take the hit and I retaliate. Mm. Now, probably or the I guy might hit you too hard, and you fought. You get knocked out. No, but out. like purposeful deadly force. But, I'm going yeah, to kill yeah, this. Yeah, I'm no, going purposeful to deadly force. You yeah. come inside my house and you fuck with my kids or my family, anyone in my family. Mm. Don't fuck with my wife, nor my kid, nor my old lady. Mm. My brothers and they can fight, they can fight themselves. My sister with her husband, with her yeah. boyfriend or whatever, they good. Mm. 
But if you fuck with the set that can't defend itself, mm-hmm. I I can I will kill you. Mm-hmm. I I will I will and I get I take a sip of your blood. I will. <laughs> No, for real. No, no. I'm just saying for real. Like, imagine you come home. So happens to come home one night, mm-hmm. and you hear rumbling in your house. Bro, that's a that's a pit bull on a loose. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's a you so happens to hear some rumbling going on. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking keys. <laughs> Fuck the keys. Bring them. Door down. You meet. You meet this this six foot seven foot fella. Bro, I know what you're doing. Go lock the door. It's me and one us walking no jail. But I can be, I can be. It ain't gonna be me. One us ain't walking no jail. It ain't gonna be me. I walking up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would say that's one of those moments where you define, not define, but where you make that decision, that conscious decision. But this nigga got a dad. One of those moments, or, uh, or if he got a gun to your head, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you sir, and he sir happens to be holding the gun, or, or you, or you get, you get the drop on him somehow, or you sir happens to get the drop on him, mm-hmm. he got a dead, because chances are he's gonna rob you, and because niggas so stinking and petty nowadays, they can kill you. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of those defining moments where you got a dad. Right? I make up, I made up that decision again before the court, and brush my teeth with your blood first again before the court. And I can smile up in the judge's face. Now, br- Brother Kent, for you, is there ever an article of time to use deadly force? De- definitely, um, definitely to protect your life and your family. That shouldn't even. That's a no that, brainer. That, that's, that's a no brainer. Yes. Okay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but I got to say, I got to add another element to it. Mm. For me, for me as, a, as an individual, and these are things that from experience, and, you know, just, just as a martial artist, knowing mm. where I stand with myself, Bruce mm. Lee always say you must know where you stand with, with yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you prepared to do X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. That's what I was going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, here's the thing. For me, my 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 rule is this. I, I will try to avoid killing a person at all costs if my life is not in danger. Mm-hmm. Now coming home to a coming home to a stranger trying to attack me is a different story. Yeah. If it's like a bar fight or something, I'm not trying to kill the dude. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But there are two rules. Number one, if you pull anything out on me, I don't care if it's a blade or a stick, a tree branch, I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. If you pull something on me, I could kill you. Yeah. Secondly, secondly, if it's more than one of y'all. One of y'all can die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that, but that's real talk. <laughs> no, that's real talk. <laughs> like I said, it though. He said so cool. One of y'all can die. One of y'all can One of you will not leave here. That's it. That's got me out of, out of, that's got me out of at least two fights. Mm. <laughs> but where mm. I was, I remember, I remember, you remember the zoo? Yeah, I remember. I remember, I remember in the zoo, there, there were, there was this guy who pushed me, we shoved back and forth, blah, 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 talk, talk. He came back with like seven dudes. Mm. And I said, you know what? Y'all can gang me and y'all can kick my ass, but one of y'all can die. Mm. <laughs> now, who, who's the first? You gonna take the that you one? This is most likely to be the first one. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. And no, nobody made the move, and mm. and the fight was done. Yep. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yep. But that's that's my rule. Mm. If it's more than one of y'all, you're gonna die. If you mm. pick anything up, if you pull out a knife, dog, you're gonna die. <laughs> that's the rule. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to to laugh at. Or make light of the situation. I, but I mean to fuck it. You dead. <laughs> no, no, dead. See, dead. Fuck. 
the reason why <laughs> <laughs> the, re- the reason why I asked that question is um I don't know how many of you gentlemen have actually been in that position. Like it, when it really boils down to it, bruh, is me or you. And I, I'm not talking like, you know, how they see in the movies and the music playing and the slow motion and it, no, 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 no. I'm talking about is you or me, him and God and somebody is going to meet the father. And this nigga have a considerable amount of skill. Here's a, you have to have a certain conviction, mm. I think. Um, like, I feel like whenever you go into a plan, planning to limit, planning to limit yourself, whenever mm. you go into something planning to limit yourself, mm. you plan to lose a lot mm. of times. Because a lot of times I went in the ring is like, bro, this dude ain't that good. Let me just take it easy yeah. the first couple rounds mm. and that'll be the fight for my life. Right there, bro. <laughs> like, bro, like, yeah. If I just went in there with that killer instinct, like let's end him as quick as we could, I mm. probably would have won. Mm. So, it's the same thing when you have to deal with martial arts as sports, mm, right? Mm. So if you have somebody in an arm bar, say it's MMA, mm. are you willing to break that arm? Mm. If you're not, you will never you will never tap an athlete, an no. elite athlete. No. They're going to wait and they're going to say, okay, you got the heart to do it. Now, people look at that as something easy. Mm. Breaking somebody's arm plays with your conscience, Yes, bro, it does. Right? Yes, it does. Doing a heel hook plays with your conscience. Mm-hmm. Killing somebody players the same thing like yeah. if if me and you going right now we doing like a free roller we going like a fight for 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 cash mm. and you get me in that arm bar mm. are you willing to pull until my arm breaks mm-hmm. right that same conviction that you might not have because it's easy to say it yeah it's easy to say you it. might not have it when it comes time to kill somebody mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now i would have to say definitely for your family it's I'm me sorry. and you yeah but you, if you go in there without that conviction mm-hmm. and you go in a fight with I'm going to stop this fight when it ends. Mm. If you don't go in there with that conviction, mm. you might go in there and lose it. Mm. Right? And mm. you have to be prepared. If I lose, that could mean I die. Yeah. Anytime you step in the ring, you step in a fight, people don't realize this. You could die. Yes. I know people who's, who has happened to. Mm-hmm. Right? They go in yep. the ring and they die. Mm-hmm. You get hit wrong, you die. Dead. So, are you willing... When you go in the ring, knowing that that person can kill you, mm-hmm. now you have to think, they could be hitting me... You know that malintent. Now Tyson say he had this. I'm not sure if he did. Mm. The malintent he had with his punches. Not mm. every box the same. I wasn't the same. I didn't have malintent my punches. If I was angry, I'd lose. Mm. Right? I had to go in there skillfully. Mm. But if you had dudes who have that malintent that they're gonna hit you to paralyze you and hit you to kill you, mm. and that's what makes them win, you have to have that same conviction. Exactly. Right? When that dude is being knocked out, you can't think, oh, what about his kids? Mm-mm. No, you gotta think, bro. It is what you it is. You're gonna have to get knocked out. Exactly. Right? So the same thing when it comes to. Uh, uh, so anybody fighting you when mm. you get into a fight be it a bar brawl say that dude missing swing you and hit you in your temple and you dead you gotta go in mm. there we're gonna end this fight when it's over exactly I could make it and go up the high round and say I know I can just hold you and hold you until mm. the proper authorities call, come and whatever mm. we can stop if you knock out fine let's knock out mm. we can stop when it's over yeah. so I feel that's how you have I, to go I, into I it I think that fellow with the, bar, the barber situation he had to be in a, some level of pussy because you you yeah. you don't test your skills out on somebody who, who can't. can't. No, but that tell you test you your skills. He's not a fighter. Bro, that's bro, bro, bro. And then the thing if about you, it, you had to use gloves with if, steel with brass in it. If you if you's a fighter, bro, you know when you were up against that other man, you mm-hmm. say, okay, I came out of that. Me and him went into this, and we came out of this, and mm-hmm. one of us was the best. That's different. That is, I've never really seen. I've seen new boxers do it, but I've never seen an experienced boxer because mm. new boxers go on the street with their boxing gloves and challenge every dude up the block. Mm. 
an old boxer will never do that. And that's mm-hmm. just boxing. Yeah. I don't know about other martial arts, but boxing, I ain't got time for you, bro. Yeah. I trying to be a world champion. You talking about mm-hmm. who you is? Like, exactly. They'll never do that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like him, he he wanted to prove something to his little fanatics or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it ended up working against him, which is always going to be the case. Yeah. So they should have lost the ass in jail. <laughs> I, 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 Let him box them niggas in jail. Go box them. But um, both, both LeVar and Kent raised a good point. Um, a lot of people think they can can cross that threshold when the time comes, but you'll be surprised the kind of thoughts that enter your head. Exactly. You start thinking about God. You start Why thinking... Why do people can't pull the trigger? Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, a part of all of that, like you mentioned, the Vaz, knowing if we going into this fight, I, there's, could, I, could, I could die. Yeah. And and that's in a control environment and a professional setting. Imagine. Or so imagine more so on the street. I could die. Exactly. You, what you, if you, I what if I what if he knocks me out hmm? and he continues punching me until he feels it's fit? Exactly. I'm dead. That's it. So you, you have to go into that same fight mm-hmm. with that same conviction. You you could fall over the wrong way and hit your head mm-hmm. and die. Um yeah, all, all, of, all of these different variables and and I find a lot of times people don't think about that. They think it's this clean thing where, you know, you're going to come out of it maybe with a cut or a scratch or two. But no, when you when you fighting for your life. Yeah, it's different. They had a dude, um, he fought the other day. Uh, the guy who's on the UFC, his name Anthony Smith. Anthony, yes. He fought a robber. Dude was like half his size. Mm. He said the dude was taking everything he could throw. He said he was fighting for his life. Yep. This is a trained UFC ranked mm-hmm. fighter mm-hmm. fighting for his life with some intruder. Yes. Right? Mm. And imagine that. He could have died. Yes. <laughs> yes. As a trained UFC fighter. So yes. if, if you go in there with the wrong mindset, you could... Sorry, mm. Kent. I, I heard you You had started. Sorry. Yeah, no, man. No problem. I was just saying um, there's, there's another aspect as well. I just started to lean, in, lean into it, which is uh, the legal aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, my, sifu, my sifu always advises us against fighting um, the reason the states mm-hmm. um, now I'll be honest I never saw the rule in Florida myself mm-hmm. but he always said that we should always avoid any type of fight we should always walk away mm-hmm. because it could be on us mm-hmm. regardless of who started how it started Yes, if it end up bad it could always be on you mm-hmm. being a black man too in America he ain't cool either it wasn't cool then it ain't cool now mm-hmm. But looking at what's going on in America right now, just imagine, and this is, this, I guess this is a question too, but imagine if that wasn't a police officer. Imagine if that was just another guy. Imagine mm-hmm. if that was a martial arts instructor oh, Jesus. put his knee on the dude's neck Jesus. and just pinned him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. And the guy died. Now, I'm saying, suppose the guy's being unruly and uncontrollable mm-hmm. and, and being crazy and all of this stuff, and mm-hmm. he, just, he just pinned the guy, and the guy ends up not being able to breathe and dies. Mm-hmm. He's going to jail for murder. He's going to jail for murder, yes. Both, He's going to jail both, for murder. Both, both Kent and so I gotta, know so people gotta, personally that has happened to. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. I, know, I know a guy. So you got you to consider that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We know somebody, yes. Yes, we, we do. We know yeah. somebody who happened to. Yes. There's, a, there's a Cuban boxer. He's a professional boxer now. He, he was maybe ranked number two at some point. His name's Sullivan Barrera. Mm-hmm. Some guy blew a kiss at his girlfriend. Oh, shit. He punches the guy. The guy dies. Right? He goes to jail, I think, for eight years. He was mm-hmm. he was a junior world champion at the time he went to jail. Mm-hmm. He gets released. He got, he, somehow he got released and he went to the States. He became a, a world champion. Mm-hmm. But just hitting the guy off of disrespect. He didn't... I guarantee you he didn't expect to kill him. No. I guarantee you that dude, when they, when they came to fight, he didn't expect to die. Mm-hmm. So 
you got everything you have to look at the same. What if the dude who's approaching, and then I saw Ruckus the other day, you mm-hmm. had some brothers at the gym. Mm-hmm. If one of these dudes were to approach me in a fish fry and yeah. say, hey, I, I want to fight, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know they were so deadly, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Any hit that they could have hit me with, a, just off surprise, mm-hmm. I could fight, but you kick me in the head, I could die. So you don't know who you mess with. Exactly. I think you always have to go in mm-hmm. with that mindset, like, mm-hmm. This could be it. This so could be it, we yeah. got we got uh we fighting for life. Yeah. Well, this has been you know, a good example. I always use. Uh-huh. Sorry, uh huh. Sorry, my my instructor. I I started to keep bringing him up. Tifu John is just a is just an interesting character though, because he because mm-hmm. he's like he's only a couple of years older than us, mm-hmm. but he's like he, he acts like he's one hundred and five years old. Like he's that wise. <laughs> but he's a short little short little half Chinese guy, and I remember. And I was walking in Pembroke Pines Mall every Saturday looking looking for talent like I always used to be. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I, I saw him walking, and he's wearing these little goofy shorts, these little old top so- uh, uh, tennis with socks up to his knees. And I saw him, and I'm like, Sifu, you just want somebody to mess with you, don't you? Because <laughs> 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 little do you know that this guy can... I mean, kill you mm. if you put if you if you put your hand on his shoulder. This guy can. This guy trains SWAT teams like tactical entry and clear. Mm. Like he, he's fully certified to train. Uh, he, he, remember, he, remember, I told you he went to Dubai to train a private yes, security he did. force. Yes. Like this guy, yes. this dude is legit. Mm-hmm. He's very legit. And I'm like, this guy is just the most un, unsuspecting, unassuming, fellow. very unassuming, unassuming man. And so. These days, just to your point, bro, Lavar, these days, I used to, I, I told my fighters, wait, white boys ain't chalks no more, you know? No, definitely. no, definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. No, more, no I don't think they ever was. Like, in, in combat world, they never was. They never was, real talk. <laughs> so, so a lot of y'all niggas out there need no, to get I mean, that out your head right now. Respect the average white boy can't fight. Respect the average white boy. Average white boy trying right? to he'd be learning even on YouTube. Yeah, boy. Every day, bro. No, I'm saying that, that was our that was our bias regardless. We yeah. thought because we black we think we're bigger and stronger, so mm. we could we could take it any white boy. But these days, white boy is doing if they ain't doing BJJ, mm. they're doing all that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys these guys will beat you behind, but with these, they'd be yeah. half your size. And they count, countless YouTube videos show like <laughs> gangsters getting knocked out by yeah. by by nerds. By nerds. You know? Right. So those days are gone, buddy. I I wanna I wanna take this time again. I have to thank uh, Brother Scott Groff. I gotta thank you, Doctor Kent Bazard. I have to thank you, Mister Lavar Stewart. I gotta thank my co-host Lord Leonard for being a part of this conversation. Um, it may not necessarily be the hot topic right now, but nonetheless, it was a conversation that need to be had. Um, again, thank you all so much for being a part of the show. Thank you. Man. And hopefully we can get together and speak some more on it because there are countless other topics we didn't talk about when it came to martial arts. Um, oh, Brother Kent is trying to reconnect. You didn't hear that whole outro. Hey, boy. Oh, that's Wi Fi. Wi Fi, dang shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We might be back. We might be back. We might be back. We might be back. But it can't. Ah, but it can't. Hold on. All right. Well, anyway, let's give him a call back. Hi. BTC and live joined. But if it should, the Wi-Fi, they kind of good. But it can't. 
So we, I don't know what happened. You know, the, the Wi-Fi decided that um, he was going to get a little rambunctious. But again, I want to thank you all <laughs> for, for being a part of the show. And we are getting ready to close out the show. So, uh, but again, any final words you want to share with with the audience? Well, I just want to say that um, at least I want to speak to all the martial artists out there, all the fight, all of those who have ambitions to be uh, fight sport athletes, mm-hmm. uh, not to give up. Um, we do have to come together as all fight sport athletes. We mm-hmm. stop being so separate and being so to ourselves. And we have to work together. If we work together and we stand together, we can show our government why they should invest uh, in us. Okay. And um, I also want to thank you, though. This is really, this is what you're doing is really a great thing. And I want to say thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you, too. But again, Brother Laval, any, any, uh, parting words um i want to thank the almighty for bringing us together on this forum on this outlet um i thank uh each person for being involved in it i think um i learned a lot Mm -hmm. and i've gotten to network with other people with the same mindset in terms of combat sport the same passion for it and i Mm -hmm. think if we could find a way moving forward in the future um to help um, combat sport or the, and its development. Mm-hmm. I think um, this this would be a productive conversation. Okay, Lord Leonard, your final thoughts. Mm. And you fight, fight with some dignity. <laughs> Live. I I, I I appreciate that coming from you, brother brother Leonard. So this has been Agents of Chaos, code name Agents of Chaos. This has been episode eight, Fighters Incorporated. Again, I want to thank my guests. Uh, Mr. Scott Groff, Dr. Kent Bazard, Mr. LeVar Stewart, my co-host, Lord Leonard. Lord Leonard. Deuces. <laughs> Look forward to um, Lord, Lord Leonard's Leonard. podcast, uh, The Limitless with Lord Leonard. And we are out. Eat dog.